Listen up. It's TLDL. Welcome to TLDL. Welcome back to Too Long Didn't Listen. I am Chloe. And I am Alex. And we're back, baby. And we're happy you're here. We're happy you're here. We're happy we're here. We had a little break. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just filming wise, not on your end, but just on our end. And um, it feels good to be back. I feel refreshed. I feel amazing. And I feel excited. I, I <sighs> There's a lot to fucking talk about today. I know. I was going to say, I, I feel excited for us and I'm happy to be here, but we're going to just right off the top, get into it. I do not feel excited about the leaked papers from the Supreme Court Mm-mm. regarding Roe v. Wade, um, a 50-year-old... Um, basically precedent that all women have equal rights to a safe and accessible abortion and justice Alito uh, has been drafting up papers to overturn Roe v. Wade, which would essentially, let's be very clear, not ban abortions in the states that would follow. Um, it would ban safe abortions in the states that would follow his lead. Um, so, <clears throat> Our rights are being threatened once again. This might be one of the most severe attacks that we've witnessed um, towards women and towards people. Um, so right off the top, we, we, we want to bring that up. And, we're and declare really, our stance. Yeah, we're scared and we're mad. And um, we think, yeah, we think this should stay. And I think, yes, yes we so think <laughs> this should stay. We think people should have access to um, health care. And I think it's really um, kind of... There's, of course, dichotomies with, like, and most of the people that are voting against it are, of course, it's, you know, it's a more conservative conservative side, though I've heard a lot of liberal um, anti-abortion people, which is very strange. But yeah. um, I think it's important that uh, I just get really resentful of, I come from a conservative family, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have the same talking point, and it's so hypocritical because... N- no one helps with the with adoption adopted kids the kids in foster care mm-hmm. no one helps no one volunteers or donates or anything so it's so it just gets me really annoyed because they had, a lot of people don't put themselves in the shoes of people that actually need to get an abortion mm-hmm. or feel like they need to. And um, I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't love abortions. You right. know what I mean? I'm not like let's abort every kid we can, but we need. I my main stance always has been like everybody complains about late term abortion or whatever. I, there's no arguing around it. I still think we still need to have that as a right. Yeah, we, a right. I mean, I can't believe we were arguing about it. No, we need access <sighs> to safe and accessible abortions for many reasons, um, for any reason, really. And I, I'm similar to Alex. I don't love the idea of abortion. I don't know if I would get one, but that really doesn't fucking matter. If I don't like abortions, then I don't get an abortion. Um, totally. a- end of story. And so to see these men in power and some women too who are so rejoicing over the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade, it feels very dystopian. It's really scary. Um, I really appreciate, you know, your stance on this, especially coming from a conservative family and maybe a religious family. But what is important to remember, adding on to what you just said, is that 
the separation of church and state, not all religions believe that abortions are bad, number one. Number two, not all people are religious. And number three, uh, it doesn't fucking matter, is my exactly. third point. But, um, I feel yeah. weird even being so opinionated about it because I am a guy and I will never need to have an abortion or, you know, obviously. But um, so I do feel a little weird. I feel like I'm like kind of overstepping my boundary here. But it is very annoying to like continuous dichotomy in the the like kind of hypocrisy of the whole thing but. no and i appreciate you speaking up i will say though i have seen a lot more gay men speak up which is really fascinating to me because you not only will you never need access to an abortion you also will never unless something really interesting happens <laughs> you you will never <clears throat> be the reason another person would need access to an abortion either but um who i'm not seeing speak up are straight men and uh, my brothers in christ 25 percent of your fucking annual income goes to child support if that child you don't want aborted comes into this life and and there's millions of reasons i just feel that it's interesting that gay men women non-binary people trans women so many people who can and can't get pregnant um are speaking up and who might never be directly affected are speaking up but the people who are not speaking up are straight men and they should be equally affected um there is a lot more that's going to come of this, but it's it's been a few days. We've had some time to process it. I, I, I'm i scared. I cried. Um, my girlfriends have cried. It, it, it doesn't lot. feel fucking real, but um, anyway, we hate it, and yeah. we hope it stays, and that's our little um, uh, talking point to yes. start off this episode, and as more comes out, we will have more to say, but right now, I think we're waiting with bated breath with everyone else, um, so we're with you, we're with every woman in person who's had an abortion, who needs an abortion, if, and I, I wanted to say this, and, um, please, you know, we live in Southern California, it's very unlikely that our state, um, would ever actually reverse the access to abortions. There's a lot of states um, like us, but there's more states not like us. So, you know, I own a home and I have friends who live here and in Washington. And if anyone listening to this uh, ever needed a safe house, and I know they say don't say this publicly because you'll get in trouble, um, we'll find a way okay. to help you and keep you safe and get you access to that abortion. Hell um, yes. And I'm just really, really sorry for anyone who's in a in a position where they can't leave a state that's uh, unaccessible. So, <sighs> yes. you know, that's that's it. Yes. And I'm so sorry. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> kind of, I know totally, but... Mm. Uh, I know we don't want to, we just, we had to fucking say this, but like, we want to be your reprieve. So yes. like, we're just going to move on. And <laughs> I've been holding this back because we haven't sat down and really talked about this, but I worked at one of Chloe's weddings that she... Um, through you know plan the event I threw, for I threw you threw a, a party you threw you're a professional party thrower oh this is a much more fun topic okay. oh my god and it was not only a blast yes fun to work at because i was like an employee i was like you know helping with the food and setting up tables and all this it was amazing dude you kill it this is where you shine for sure the chloe storm that i always talk about oh is in full force here and we love i loved seeing it and it was just so cool to see you in action well listen one thanks two we really haven't talked about the wedding a lot so hell yeah relieved to hear you enjoyed it because as a 
as a woman who is, you know, kind of a has to take a role of like a bossier position on those days. And mm -hmm. I feel so excited and happy and confident and so, you know, proud of my work. And I love getting up and telling people what to do. Uh, there is a part of me that's a little bit nervous, especially when I bring friends into the mix. Um, and you volunteered and asked me to work one of my weddings with me. And I was like, yeah, are you yeah. sure? Oh, my God. Hell yeah. I know. But I and was you just, you know, it. I was like, oh, my God, are you are you sure? Because this is a different me. But it, honestly, it wasn't. It okay. was like you were it was very you you were a little more professional. We're not like <laughs> sitting here. No, we're not sitting here, you know, talking shit or whatever. With but my spanks. With your spanks on. My, but, um, jeans. Your granny panties. Yeah, my granny um, panties. <laughs> but you were just like you were just in work mode. And it didn't feel like you weren't aggressive with anyone. You treat all your employees amazingly. So um yeah, you were definitely um amazing. Well, thank you. And of thanks course. for Thanks for asking to be a part of it. There's nothing that makes me more excited and feel um, more honored than to have my friends uh, be interested in supporting me in such a tangible way. You know, I have friends who will share my account on their stories and, you know, I've got clients that'll talk to their friends about me and, uh, and whatnot. And there's all these ways that I can be affirmed in what I do and how I feel. Um, but to have you, to have my best friend, Lauren and her friend and my very good friend, Nicole actually work with me and under me and to trust me and to want to work with me. I literally worked that wedding with some of my best friends and I had to take this position of like control and, and demand things of you guys and ask you guys to work with me and just to know that you trust me enough Hell to yeah. listen. It, it just meant a lot to me. And so, um, and you're wearing like 20 hats while you're there. Like just <laughs> nonstop, you know, you're doing, you're dealing with everything. Oh, you guys took it in stride. It was really fucking cool. It's a, yeah. it's a cool job. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I feel like at weddings you do wear a lot of hats and anyone who's listening, you know, who've been married, I feel like the people who get married feel like they're wearing a million hats. Hire a wedding coordinator wherever you are. Cause we will do everything for you, but this wedding was such a smooth wedding <laughs> and it just, every time I have a really fucking good wedding where I'm like, hell yeah, this is the pinnacle of my work. This hell is yeah. why I do what I do. I just am reminded of little stories throughout the years of my business partner, Amy and I in different, oh my God, <laughs> different things we've like been asked to do, especially when it goes well. I just like kind of, you know, I always call Amy and I talk to my friends about, um, remember when and we always have these oh. conversations of like when things were not smooth at all and I had called Amy after this wedding and I was so elated it was obvious I was super stoked about it and I was telling her you know all the different things I was doing but it went really well and I did this and I did that and she goes Chloe <laughs> she goes there was one time because we we're talking about wearing hats because yep, it's a yep. big part of what we do mm -hmm. um and all the roles we play. And she was like, there was one time before we started our company together, I okay, kind okay. of, I found Amy, she was a wedding planner and I wanted to be a wedding planner. So I like finagled my way. Same it as this podcast. Come on now. Girl, are you kidding? Come on Again, now. I said in the first episode, I'll say it forever. I do ride coattails. I see special people who are really good and oh, I love you doing, doing stuff I want to do. And I'm like, okay, wait, but I want to do it with you. And maybe like, maybe we could do this better together. Cause if you want to go far, go together if you want to go fast go alone so oh i like that i like it it's I, I feel like it's a good fucking motto and I, i'm definitely a team player i'm a, i like to work in groups but mm -hmm. so i was talking to her about before me pre amy and chloe when it was just amy she told me at a wedding one time she was like 21 
working at a venue as just a day of coordinator. She didn't have a relationship with her couple and her couple had an infant and all their family and all their guests there. And I guess at the beginning of the day, they handed this 21 year old who's probably drinking on the job their infant. And she was like, Oh, this is my baby now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no fucking way. Now I'm, listen, I love my kid. I am a mother, but I'm not a kid person. Um, And I was like, if someone handed me their motherfucking baby, (laughs) I would hand it back. I'd say, oh, excuse me. Did you mean to hand me anything else? Was this supposed to be a champagne bottle? Was this a mistake? (laughs) whose, Whose child is this? And she, what a fucking dear she was, held that baby through getting the people down the aisle through oh the ceremony. Where were the grandparents? This, is, this was a couple's baby. This was a couple's baby. And <laughs> They're they like, hold my baby. I just, I got, dun, you guys dun, gotta dun, look dun. up. You gotta look up Amy and just like look up Amy and then go back five years on her social media and just picture. Oops, oh. there goes my phone. Picture Amy holding an infant while trying to do this impossible job. Oh, my God. It made me crack up. But thank The audacity you. of couples. The audacity of couples. Jesus, don't have a child. If you're going to hand your child to a 21-year-old <laughs> wedding planner and then just leave. Hold my baby. Hold my baby. I'll be back Jesus in 12 Christ. hours. I would be scared someone would steal it. Okay, and maybe honestly, that's a little paranoid. But. Amy is a very maternal person. She was probably like, well, you are a cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, peace. Um, bye. Um, no, that just cracked me up. But thanks for coming. I mean, what yes, a of fun day. I I really did walk out of it. I was like, that was dope. And uh, and I was taking behind the scenes pictures and like seeing, you know, all the designs that you had. And I could have done a lot more, but I got the <laughs> so funniest. Busy. Oh, I got the funniest <laughs> picture because, like I said, she's in the zone. So she's like doing a million things. And at this one moment in time, we'll have Ilya <laughs> add this picture. But where she's looking at, oh, she was, she took a call from her husband right after she was talking to someone. She's like, okay. And she's looking at the design of her table, seeing if it's symmetrical. And she notices one of the wine glasses. Look at this facial expression. Girl. It looked staged. It looked like you posed it, but this is not staged. Oh, I hate this photo for our audio listeners. Uh, oh yeah, we have I'll audio listeners. I'll put it listeners. on Instagram. We'll put it on our Instagram when we <gasps> yes. release this episode. But he, Alex, sent me this photo, and if and if it hadn't been of me and I hadn't known better, I would have been like, "What a weird choice of pose that this <laughs> wedding planner made. Like, this is what she's using to market her skills." I look. Absolutely deranged. Um, well, uh, go check out Instagram if you're watching on YouTube. But um, if you want to get to know the real me, this um, is her. That <laughs> is the, the realest, real, real, real that you get, and it is so embarrassing, and I I hate it. Totally <laughs> candid. It looks just like a really awkward pose. Like you weren't, you were trying to look like you were like, but you were just. I look like the weirdest girl in middle school who like got cast in a school play, and they like told her to be an evil stepsister in Cinderella, <laughs> and she specific. was like, "Okay, I will," and I'm gonna commit to the part. I looked like a weird kid who's bad at acting trying to play a role of someone else and my face looked deranged and scrunched and i can't believe i ever look like that in public oh my god you did look great at the wedding 
Thank you. It was you. just a mini pose, and I, I didn't notice the pose. Like an actress trying to like play a role who's really bad at acting, and that's what I came up with. I didn't even notice the facial expressions. <laughs> I took the picture, and then when I sent you the close-up screenshot, I was like, "Oh, girl!" And you were like, "What the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> I hate that photo, but it's here. We'll share it." So yeah, um, hire me. Very non-deranged. Very good looking. But hire her. <laughs> but hire her. Oh my god, it was fun. Okay. We have been having so much fun with doing the little segments at the top of every episode with our like our own toxic traits or like complaints we have for the week. And mm-hmm. so this week, Alex, I think Alex, I think you've brought all of these topics to us. Oh, I think hell yeah. Come, come on. Uh, this was a good idea. Yes, I love it. Every it's a little week transparency. He's like, oh, I need to think like well, let's share this. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. Well, let me try to deep in the deepest ca- search in the deepest cavities of my mind. And this any week of these flaws is <laughs> your final flaw. My last flaw. You have many final flaws. <laughs> um, this week's is guilty pleasure. It's a little lighter. A little lighter. Um, no, I'm not annoyed by anything. But I, this is a guilty pleasure of mine for some reason, and it's been for a while. And I've have similar guilty pleasures that just like require no just like i can just relax finally is that's usually the commonality mm-hmm. and this one is shopping at like grocery shopping mm-hmm. at night like after 8 p.m sometimes 9 30 oh my god and- <laughs> 9 30 because grocery stores are open till like 11 sometimes Dirty 9 30 <laughs> It's such and, an innocent, guilty pleasure. And I really like it. No one is in the grocery. <laughs> Listen, okay? Try it. Just try it, okay? Because grocery shopping can be a little frantic for me because we live like an hour away from any grocery store. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So if I have the time to go into a grocery store at 930 at night and I'm pushing my cart through and it's really quiet, there's no lines, no one's around, no one's pressuring me, no one's trying to get to my thing. It feels amazing. Anyways, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> weird it's a little weird super weird and when he originally told me this i oh my god okay i just have to say it before i share mine but he it was like i want to talk about my guilty pleasure and that was it and it is kind of funny and easy it's like just a light whatever like whatever a little less exciting than our toxic traits or whatever um but what was so exciting to alex (laughs) was when he first revealed it to me he met (laughs) like I was expecting a different guilty pleasure first off I was like okay you're gonna have something really juicy and it was (laughs) so like I love grocery shopping at night but that's not how he said it the first time and I wish there was any way to capture how he first told me this but we were in like a dim dim room (laughs) 10 o'clock at night just the two of us and he was like I want to share my guilty pleasure with you (laughs) yes it was and he just was like I love to grocery (laughs) shop at night and like looked at me as if I would resonate with him and it just he looked like flinched you looked like the creep (laughs) on any crime show that's like standing in the aisle watching so you looked like a voyeuristic person like I love to grocery shop at night no (laughs) one's around and I just felt like it was like a part of you that I shouldn't know about in that moment I know it comes off as innocent now, but it the way innocent. he said it was almost sexually driven. <laughs> <laughs> 
it does feel a little naughty. Does it feel a little naughty? No, not really. Dirty it really, 930. I was, you, were, you were like, that was so weird. That was so weird. You all said night. it like, with so much passion. And I just like, I'm only sharing it. And I regret that I can't share, really share the look he gave me, <laughs> the tone of voice he gave me. And then Ben me. walks in. You were like, Ben, this dude. It sounds like you're like in the meat aisle alone taking care of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I already had to go through this. I had to share. Just Ew. believe me. There's something deeper there. Well, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is non-sexual. <laughs> Neither <laughs> was mine. We don't know that. I don't know that. My, my guilty pleasure is eating out three times a day. Just cooking no meals at home. This is not a guilty pleasure. This yes. is a luxury. Oh, I guess that's what I... Isn't it the same, though? Like, because it is something you feel a little guilty. Like, I don't want to cook at all. I want to start my day, get a coffee and a pastry. Or this morning, I've had a great day so far. I went and got a coffee and avocado toast. But, like, the perfect guilty pleasure really would be never cooking for myself. And wow. I, I like to cook on special occasions or, like, put together a charcuterie board, try a recipe. But in general, if I ever could get to that like financial status i would have no problem just never cooking for myself what that is so weird to me because for me it's the opposite like i can't wait until i have the financial status to like be able to cook all the time for myself or have like, like a private meals. chef yes. we'll see the private chef i would like to i just like really good food and i think i'm a, mm, i think i'm a good enough like home chef i think i'm a pretty good cook i do use a lot of spices and i i, I make okay meals but i'm never gonna be at the level of what a restaurant can do to yes, me yes, yes, and then yes, also yes. just the service level i go up i order it's just given to me i either sit down or i take out and just like treat, being treated like a queen i do and so so that's why it's kind of a guilty pleasure because it's like i do feel a little bad about it but i'm just like yes serve me all three meals they'll be better than anything i can make at home these five minimum wage workers will prepare this meal for oh me God, see that's <laughs> you, why they will i'm admitting that is why it's kind of like that is i'm not proud of it <laughs> It's like a weird thing, but I really could eat. Like people are like, oh, I'm so excited to be back from vacation so I can like get back in my routine, make my own food. And I do like cooking and I really like um, food services because they kind of make it all for you and it's mm -hmm. easier to cook. But I never get back from vacation and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to make scrambled eggs today. Like ugh, the worst. I would so much rather live in luxury. <laughs> we all have our own ideas of luxury, I guess. You know, we really do, Alex. <laughs> you know what? We come from different places. We do. That's why we work well together. Speaking of guilty, <laughs> you're guilty of the most audacious act I've ever heard of. And this, I can't believe you would choose grocery shopping at night over your actual guilty pleasure. <laughs> why am I blanking on what my guilty <laughs> Are you going to call me out? Because I'm worried now. I don't. Take it how you want it. Alex's, one of Alex's things that he really likes that brings him pleasure <laughs> is <laughs> having his lovers smell his armpits. <laughs> and I can't keep this in anymore. I'm sorry. I can't be how the only one. You, I can't be the only one who knows this. He has told me casually without any warning multiple times. 
Oh, I just love sticking it, someone's face in my armpit. Okay, I didn't. I, I can't keep this secret anymore. I don't want to be the one to hold on to it, and I hate that I know we it. Did, we ha- we're talking about what a great day, what a, what a great day would be. You were like, what would it be like if you had a lover? Like, how would you wake up? I was like, yeah, we wake up, oh we smell God. each other's armpits, and you're like, <laughs> what? What? And I was like, I have, have you nothing not heard else that? to say. What? Have you never heard that before? I genuinely had never heard that before. And then Alex was like, oh, well, you know, it's like more of like, you know, a gay thing, I, I guess, whatever. And I was like, number one, ew. Number two, no. Number three, I don't believe you. So, <laughs> I, I mean, like just, and, and and he didn't say it. That was the second time you said it. There was a time back when I think we knew each other less. You had made a comment about this, and I was just like, this cannot fucking be real. So I texted my other friend who's gay, one of my best friends, and I, I was like, Josh, do you um like let or like people sniffing your armpit? And he just so calmly was like, Yeah. No, no. He did say no, but so casually. Calm, he was like, casually, no, that's what I, mean. I don't. But it's like a really big thing in the community. Musk. <laughs> Musk is oh yes. I fucking hated this. And I Why? Because as a I wore as, deodorant today. As me. I, I will say kind of, I really do think this might be like a dichotomy of men versus women, just like feminism versus masculism, masculinism. I don't know how to say that. Um, I feel like my worst, are you flexing? Oh, masculinism. Big, strong man. Um, I feel like as a woman, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but me and a lot of my girlfriends, straight and gay, like to smell nice and it's almost to the point where Why? we're over invested in smelling nice like we're embarrassed or humiliated if we have bo and someone smelled it even more when you start talking about sex like a lot of women won't have sex or let their partner and do dirty things to them unless they're freshly showered and so humiliate them oh my gosh humiliate them. me that's the thing though degrade alex them. Ugh, i don't think it's degrading to them i think it's degrading to you because that is so repulsive to me the fact that you want them you smell bad like aren't you embarrassed it doesn't smell bad it does (laughs) oh my god and it does because last night were you over last night no it was a nice before we hang out way too much you were over the other night and i i I sweated off my bad deodorant i smelled natural deodorant and thank god i own a natural deodorant because i knew he wasn't about to put ben's fucking like body armor on Mm -mm. and i knew i had no aluminum for me i knew i had a no aluminum i'm actually allergic i'm allergic to no aluminum deodorant which really sucks because i tried i bought every flavor of the native flavor whatever i do say that is that weird i call i Every flavor of deodorant. I call sense flavors. I don't know. Same, right. same thing. Right, yeah. But I was so relieved I had it because I was like, I need you immediately to put this on. I am not in the arms of you, my lover. Never will be, never want to be. Um, but you're in my home where we like to smell nice. Mm. And I just feel like the audacity to be not only wanting to share it with other people, but just to like revel to revel in your mm-hmm. own musk. Oh, yes. Disgusting. Yes. Ugh. It was the we grossest from, thing in the fucking world. What's it t- uh, the expression? We're cut from... Different cloths? Uh, yes. You're a stinky cloth. <laughs> I'm a clean cloth. My washcloth is clean. Mm. You're a stinky boy. Mm. So is Cassius's breath. Cassius is a dog. Uh, he's a... You're boxer. a human <laughs> man. <laughs> you, My breath doesn't smell, I but... I like, do like morning breath, too. I don't know what it is. Are you real yeah well in a partner of course 
What? Ooh, oh my mom, god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm oh my god, so oh my god, sorry oh my for my family members. No, 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 no. That is the. Fr- you never liked it. When, when I wake up in the morning, I immediately, even if I'm going back to bed, I will wake up and brush my teeth the second I get out of bed. I hate. Me too. Uh, but you like but, smelling another person's breath in the morning. No, no. <laughs> you look panicked. You look panicked. This is all my worst fear. I like really don't like stinky stinks. And then what's even funnier to me, again, the audacity. I walk in yesterday wearing a gorgeous flower bomb uh, perfume. It is, and he goes. I could okay. He's I could like, smell um, it from a block away. I could smell this from a block away. I, was, I have a fragrance sensitivity, and I'm not <laughs> making fun of people like with allergies. But are you fucking kidding me, Mr. Armpit? I, you have a fragrance sensitivity. You, yeah, I'm sensitive to fragrances. The audacity! <laughs> I cannot with you. I'm disgusted, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad I exposed it. That's all right. And I don't even You're care. You're not a gay man, so even, you would never know. I don't even know. care if 99% of our listeners agree with you. I am they will. so happy with my stance on this to smell nice and to not subject people to that Ladies, stink. Ladies, do you like a smell of a musky man? And gays. Um, we're, I heard this the other day. The girls, the gays, and the theys. Yeah. That's our audience. So all literally every person that exists, let us know. Do you like a stinky little stinker or do you like to smell nice? And we'll put it as a story, like a poll. What? Our story. Do you like a stinky little stinker? (laughs) (laughs) I have no context. Oh my God. Oh my God. The audacity. The audacity. Which brings us. (sighs) The audacity of straight men. Dong, gong sound. Just That's kidding. our topic today, baby. That's our topic today. Um, Maybe inspired by the armpit man over there. Maybe. Maybe inspired by, by Roe v. Wade. Maybe Ooh. inspired by uh, just the world we live in. Um, J- Jimmy Fallon. Um, what's his what? name? No, um, the what? Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Oh, Johnny Depp. Johnny that Jimmy is, Fallon. Oh, God. That's so like inspired the, by this like. Oh, that's well, the opposite of what it oh, is. Yeah, he is like he's the he is the exception to the rule. But there's a lot going on in our society right now where it does feel like there's a lot of uh, audacity. And it does really 90 percent of the time feel like it is the audacity of men, whether it's lawmaking, social shit, smelling people's armpits. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot, but that's, yeah, we're super stoked to get into this. And, and like, just real quick, it's not about, um, it being like straight men is the enemy, though it can feel like that. Mm -hmm. It's about, um, just taking accountability on both Mm -hmm. sides. And we all, withhold uphold a lot of things that straight men do do and you know and men in general um we all play a part in the bigger picture we can play a part and that's not a you know i hopefully i don't sound like victim shaming or whatever mm-hmm. but in in big picture stuff and small picture stuff we all play a part in this but we are poking fun at it because it is hilarious it's hilarious that it's some stuff we have a lot of things that like we're like wait it's just like such a double standard that is like so obvious. And we just wanted to talk. I just wanted to disclaim that, but we are going to talk about the audacity of men. Sorry. Absolutely. And yeah, there's totally toxicity on both sides and you know, every gender there's, there's a bunch of shit, but it really does feel like in our society, if you look at 
the leaders, the bosses at most jobs, um, people who have wealth and power and own real estate and own companies. It feels like a lot of, it, it doesn't feel like it is. The majority the is. The majority is a lot of straight, white, cis, American-born um, men in usually like their middle age. And so although there is accountability that needs to be held by all because the only way we can kind of break this cycle and this patriarchal society to have a more balanced society and see more faces in the room um, is to you know push forward and hold accountability. There are just so many things that feel impossible to break through. So we really want to talk today about kind of what is going on in society? Yes. What are these common themes? What can we do better, do mm -hmm. differently? Because um, we are sick of this shit. Yes, and also to call my own community out a bit, there's a lot of powerful ass gay men oh, too. Yeah. A mm -hmm. lot. Like mm -hmm. for the percentage, obviously there's a small percentage of gay people in the world that's smaller than straight, but right. a big percentage of the gay men community is all very powerful. Yeah, it's a, lo a it's a lot audacious of powerful people. Gay men. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think how it trickles down is that, you know, the people in power empower people who want to be in power and the way that people in power are acting right now is with a fuck ton of audacity, but also not just their actions, um, the way society forgives men and allows things to happen. And whether it's because people are afraid to speak up mm -hmm. and they really are victims and that is so legitimate or it's other men who wishes they were them. So they think that by replicating some of this behavior we see yeah. in the hierarchy or enabling um, it, it's just really crazy. So we, just we're gonna dive into it mm -hmm. today and kind of talk about the big themes it's funny mm -hmm. because you know alex and i do kind of talk about this and break it down and write outlines we don't even get to fucking cheating boyfriends today really like we don't yeah, even we barely. talk about like some big shit it, it is really funny but um yeah this it, is crazy yes. how big in our community in our whole society this the, is in the, uh, and not only just like in society but like little bubbles in online communities oh like, my god online <laughs> yes it's crazy have you heard of the red pill movement no <laughs> Girl, this goes down the like it can go down the rabbit hole, but essentially it's like um, the uh, like the analogy that they use is like these men are taking the red pill because like red is like, you know, Republican blue is Democrat, you know, in the Matrix. The Matrix okay. is they're taking the red pill and they're seeing. I can't say I paid much attention to the Matrix, I, although I do know a lot about yeah. the the like the matrix but yeah. i haven't really watched like well, i didn't pay attention because i'm yeah, a girl yeah well oh my god <laughs> but it's like what, what what is funny is that it's like the analogy is the matrix and it's about taking the red pill and it's all about with this movement of like kind of incel dumb is okay. um is anti-feminism so oh, being yeah. anti oh, I know that movement. It's being anti-feminist and um there's also incel dumb, which is like involuntary celibate. It's like people that like feel like because of physical attributes and all that, they can't get um um women because of weird um stuff like that. But anyways, yeah, red pill guys, it's a whole movement of pickup artists and men that go their own way and they like uh, uh, talking shit about feminism and and women and it's very weird. Okay. Although I hadn't heard that term, and 
in a moment, as I sit here, I will share with you why I am almost overjoyed to hear this term. Um, let's okay. let's talk about who you're talking about and take the label away. Um, yeah, I'm aware. Like, I, I really wasn't familiar with the red pill, blue pill, really fucking stupid to me. Um, anyway, the trolls is mm -hmm. what it sounds like. Like, the <laughs> you're talking about trolls. We're talking about- It's a whole community. I hate women. I'm going to- either pick up women and use them for sex and because they use us and yeah, all this stuff oh my god it's, a it, they, it's what they feel is it's a retaliation against feminism like women are um oppressing them so they have to yes. fight against us strong oppressive women yes oh and they uh, are the backbone of our society <sighs> girl it's exhausting i have people in my life that were really into it and it was really annoying to be like are we gonna talk about that's why i had to i, I had the disclaimer in this episode because like I don't like talking in generalities. I sure. don't like generalizing anyone. I'm never going to be like Asian women or like gay women or lesbians or like what I don't like generalizing because right. it's never always the case. Though it's never you know, all men yes, or all, all women yeah, or for all sure. this. Actually, my therapist, when I was in therapy as a kid, my mom and I had a lot of trouble communicating. I had an awesome therapist. He was a guy. He went to Stanford, oh. changed my life, just absolutely loved him. But he would really encourage me and my mom when communicating not to use those all terms. Like you always yell or you never listen. So oh. I really do hear you and understand kind of that reluctancy to um, kind of put everyone in a group. And for me, I think I've heard it and I know that in, especially in communication styles, I really do try to avoid using all, always, never, any of those really general statements. Um, but sometimes I do feel, especially when we're talking about the kind of guys you just brought up and like hating women and I, the shit they say online and just hiding behind Reddit or hiding behind Twitter or whatever forums they are on and you know, their secret clubs and even the, even the men who like record themselves talking. Um, that is, I think why we kind of have the general like statement of like all men are trash and those kind of things come up not because we really think every single or all men are but we need some shocking statements to combat these shocking men um it really is like horrifying i see you know i'm on twitter a lot i love to be on twitter and i see people screenshot like dms they get from men or things they've seen on the internet and it is these people the con artists or the pickup pick artists, artists that like con artists. Con, they are cons yeah, yeah, for one sure. the fucking same but no it's really funny you brought up the pickup artists because a lot of times and i've never really thought this far i think as the kind of girl i am block move on don't follow it don't want to know about it um but girls will get DMs from guys that are like, hey, you're so beautiful. I'm sorry that like men treat you poorly. And then they just like, we'll be like, thanks. And I just saw one of these examples the other day and they'll be like, yeah, no problem. I really think you're so beautiful. And the girl's like, thumbs up, got it, hear you, thanks. And then, you know, another message like, how are you doing today? No response, what are you up to? No response, I've been following along on your stories. You're really active, but you're never responding to me. What's going on? And it's like, what the fuck? And then these men who literally preface their conversation by saying, like, oh, I see how people treat you. You don't deserve it, you beautiful woman. Will be like, you stupid, ugly bitch. I wasn't into you anyway. You have the audacity to not respond. So fuck you. You're ugly oh and fat. God. And like, you know, I hope blah, blah, blah happens to you. The, I, I feel like this is this is what you're talking about. Oh, for <sighs> sure. And then they blame, blame this, like, 
one interaction with this woman that was on them and adding it one more thing to their like resentment against women. And just live and like, stew in this anger. Oh, it's crazy. And, and it's I'm like very unfounded. Yes. And it comes from and then yeah, it's all these weird paradigms where I'm uh, yeah. So the red pill movement. <laughs> okay. okay. So I do, I really want to touch on the incel part mm -hmm. in a second, but red pill. So the matrix, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, red pill, blue pill. Okay, so definitely was unfamiliar with this term, but what I'm not unfamiliar with is that the writers and directors of the matrix are two trans women. And wait, this makes me so happy. That is so. What is self-owned to these men who these anti-feminists, I have to believe they don't believe in trans rights or that trans women are women. And this allegory what? that these women wrote, The Matrix. And what I mean by that is that Lana and Lily Wachowski are the directors and writers of The Matrix. And wow. albeit I haven't really watched it, it really isn't like my thing, but I've read so much about it. Because it's a great movie. I've heard, and even my husband will say that. I'm just like, I don't know why I haven't watched it. Maybe I will now, finally. But I know that it was an allegory of their kind of realization and understanding of them coming out as trans women. Whoa. And they are queer women, straight. They're one of the, I think one of them's straight, one of them's queer, both trans. Um, they came out after The Matrix was out, but it thrills me to my core. Amazing. That these men who are what taking the red pill are taking something from a piece of art. It, it's clearly an iconic film, just because I haven't seen it. I know the importance Iconic. in history. They are taking the red pill of two trans women. I Hell hope it's yeah. estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's that fucking makes but me so can, excited. Did you realize it's that? A, I'm, I, I mean, not that until you figured it out. Yeah, not until you freaking just told me. Okay, because that is like that I did know, but I didn't know about the red. I feel like we live on two different sides of the internet. Yeah, you follow trans women only we almost talk, a completely like different. Okay. <laughs> but I'm so excited putting those puzzle pieces together. Because you could, I mean, what, what it is, yeah, you could really, it's, Fuck it's about breaking out of a paradigm. That's like the deep, it, like, I think the deep message of the movie is like, there's like a, a truth that can unfold, like, your whole world can change. And you could, and you, some people are plugged into that a reality that changes up. everything. Wow. And you could, but you could apply it to anything, which is funny because you can apply it to whatever. And, and these, these men, people chose to apply it to that, which is interesting. These men applied it to hating, w being anti feminist, whatever, is, hating women, blaming women. Um, being which is interesting. The worst. And the writers and the directors, the intention of it was their story of their journey of being a woman. And that just makes me so excited. And I wonder how many people who say, take the red pill, know yeah, that. It's like a Republican thing too. That is incredible to me. And it, it makes me so trans. happy. Trans rights, trans women win again. <laughs> like to, I mean, that is hilarious. Truly, truly the, a lot of the pillars of like pop culture nowadays are Tr like started by trans people like even like humor online memes and stuff oh like that oh my gosh yeah like like uh, like black drag culture mm -hmm. and not the dragon trans not is the every same drag person yes, or every dra most drag queens aren't trans yeah, but there definitely are some yeah but like it's just like it started from these minority cultures absolutely and, and there's we, some really powerful trans women um obviously the wachowski sisters i mean and, and this is such a fucking cell phone i just it 
click, click, click. I'm thrilled. But we are seeing so many more just incredible trans women being represented. And it just makes me so happy as we're fighting against the patriarchy to upset these stupid ass men who are losers. Yeah. And yeah. And and well, speaking of loser men, not. Incels. I talked about oh it a gosh. little bit yes, before. Yes, yes, I talked about it a little bit this before. Is, this is this so. People, this I know about. You know. This, this people you misuse this word a lot. Incels is like you're. You can almost like insult some guy for being incel, which it's what it is is involuntarily celibate. So that means that because of reasons that you think you have no choice over, you have become celibate because no one will sleep with you because of these reasons. Usually physical characteristics or whatever, um, being too ugly, having like uh, wrists that are too small. I worked with some dude one time. He's definitely an incel. Um, he said he had a girlfriend. He could never sleep with her because, oh and he broke up with her because of it. <gasps> and very rageful, kind of short, um, like um, dude that was um, really angry. I uh-huh. forget his name, but he was like one day he was really angry at work. And this is the un- unfortunateness because it was really funny <laughs> the way he expressed his anger. He's like, okay. my dick, okay, I'm never going to have a girl because my dick is three inches tops when it's hard. All right. And we were all like, oh my God. Had to like turn around and oh my God, what guys, a, what girls, a wild all laughing thing to say. But he was self deprecating, convinced that his physical attributes won't listen, boys. Just because your thing's small, just because you're too chunky, just because you're too short, none just because you're matters. too tall. Literally, you none have of a that matters. A man and a straight woman sitting here to confirm that Th- those physical attributes do not matter. So, whatever. Th- <laughs> It's look, I like self-deprecating, self-deprecating humor it's sometimes. Funny, yes. It's funny. I'd probably have laughed at that too. But when it comes from such a place of rage and such a place of hate, and to know that he really truly wasn't able to like be intimate with someone and he blamed these stupid uh excuses of like why he couldn't be with a woman it is just it's so pathetic because you're taking no accountability of what really makes a relationship happen which is how you treat people how you feel about yourself your confidence um your respect and like yeah and he he wasn't even doing it as a joke he was literally like because someone's like girl dude you can get a girlfriend download tinder or something yeah and he was like self-righteous i I could never my dick's way too small and it's It's like please don't ever clip that and use that against me but um immediately immediately Ilya. no that is so pathetic to me and like i i want to like kind of feel bad because i'm an empathetic person yes it comes from a painful place when you when you really are making that the reason that you can't be with someone i just it's just so clearly not the reason so if you were like hey i've got a girlfriend or i'm trying to date and i'm taking women out and you know it's kind of hard but i'm you know i'm i'm treating them well and putting myself out there but i feel like the fact i'm balding or i'm short is maybe holding me back and they're sweet and vulnerable about it that it's okay to have insecurities but what it's not okay is to blame something so innocuous and then be angry like no woman would ever sleep with me because I've got a small dick or no and woman would ever sleep with like me. Small they dicks. don't like that. They don't like short guys. Says they don't who? like guys without muscle. Says Fucking who? bullshit. That is not why they don't like you. I promise. And this is like a kind of a side note. It's like this like there's a nice guy syndrome that I did notice. It, yeah. it happens around. I like it, nice it, guys. I well, like real nice guys. Yes. <laughs> but this nice guy syndrome I read a book once called No More Mr. Nice Guy really quick. It's oh. when you say when you're like, I'm doing this nice thing, but they're at the back of their mind, they want something. 
back. It's a conditional thing like, oh, I'm going to hang out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to compliment her. That complimenting thing. Yeah. I'm going to be really nice. And I ex- there's an expectation uh-huh. in the back that they have to do something back, which I think where a lot of like assault cases, like sexual I assault think cases. I you're totally right. Yeah. In, yeah. in being conditionally nice and go get you nowhere not with women not with men not with no one so no, it's just really a little, that's a really scary thing to think about but and i do breeds think resentment and anger and a lot of dark stuff in a small scale and in a big scale could be even more. no it, it's dark and that's what i was gonna say and immediately as you said it it just makes me think like there is this conditional behavior and i think we all do stuff some people do things and you know they offer favors and then they expect something back and there's people who are really weary of accepting favors because they've been burned before and i understand why because there are people who legitimately are only trying to use 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 and they want something back and then if they don't get it back they turn violent or angry or spread rumors or any of these crazy reactions to it Mm -hmm. and it is just incredibly disgusting and there are ways that anyone can get help to stop feeling this fucking pity party but i just imagine and i know that a lot of the men who expect things back for their nice behavior so gross abusive and manipulative also i mean there's got to be a phrase for that but um they're not doing the work to try to not believe this they are happy to blame women and blame society for why they think that women aren't responding to them Mm -hmm. or why they think they deserve something back these men are not the men who are going and working on themselves and are sweet and vulnerable and maybe insecure these are men that are very happy blaming others for their self you know for their self-belief about themselves and it gets really scary and aggressive really quickly a lot of the time and I did not realize that I didn't actually know what incel meant um I didn't ever look it up Mm -hmm. but it certainly makes a lot of sense now and it really does those two different types of men the con sorry i don't know i keep saying con artists but they are but the pickup artists the ones who are too confident the ones yelling at us to get in the kitchen calling us fat saying they don't want a woman over this size are one in the same with the men who are on the internet like self-pity party you know women don't like men like me so it's like so fuck crazy them. they're so they're it's so a- vapid they're so shallow and you know i'm the victim of For these real. women and they're all one in the this, fucking same it's just two sides of the same motherfucking coin two sides of the same coin it absolutely is and it, it is really scary it's scary to be a woman it's scary to be friends with those people it's scary to be a gay man you never know when and i would imagine there's a lot of narcissism behind oh, this for which sure. i would oh, I'd love to we want to get some guests on the podcast for soon sure. i would love to interview someone on narcissism oh and we could really fucking dive into this but um these are the men of the internet. Yes. You know, there's the men at the top that they're looking at and that are validating these feelings and no consequences and their ego. Um, and then there's these guys that are in the middle in the bottom dredges of society and they really affect society and they have a lot of motherfucking audacity. And uh, there's a lot of people in the middle too. I guess the one positive thing, honestly, about... The fact that these men exist <laughs> really is the content they give us, Ooh. the humor they provide. Um, so as pathetic as they are and as much um, self-work that they'll never like seek out, I do appreciate Maybe. the content. Yes. Mm. 
That's mm. a good point. It, it is maybe, entertaining. There is, there is hope, of course, for the future. But if it someone, makes great. Yeah, I don't know if some of the people in the deepest dredges have too much hope, but there's for sure hope to and stop having these type of people exist. But it is amazing. TikTok is so hilarious nowadays. So funny. Because people are retaliating. Women are retaliating mm -hmm. against these, like, there's these dudes, the red pill stuff. There's podcasts full, like, hour-long podcast oh these dudes, like this one went viral of some guys like if we're married and you are still 40 pounds heavier after your pregnancy a year later oh my god you got one year to get better <gasps> like just saying shit to like that and you're like, to, to get my to, to lose weight it's like <gasps> dude bro he just cared she just carried your child but so there's a lot one woman in particular her name's um drew afualo Okay. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know if you are because you, Alex, introduced me to Drew, and I wonder if you guys like know who he's talking about. I mm -hmm. had kind of seen her, but I didn't realize the pure gold this bitch was putting out on the internet. Oh my so god! So funny. She's really quick. Very. I mean, some you know a little a little bit goes a little too far sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but but these are these are funny we're gonna watch one with you guys we're gonna paste it on the screen and you'll see it with us but yeah yes. alex sent over a couple of videos i actually haven't watched them so we're gonna watch i didn't watch these i wanted to wait when you Ooh, sent this I know. This so we're good. gonna watch these and then let's talk about miss drew because she's new to me and pretty fucking funny okay. so far okay Okay, so I'm going to press play on this video, and the first part just, it's a TikTok, so for our audio listeners, this dude wrote this shit on the screen while flexing with his insane body. I don't even know words for this. Steroids? I, don't, I guess. Okay, so I don't this know. motherfucker on steroids, I'm going to read his closed captioning, okay. and then you'll be able to hear the audio from Drew afterwards. Obesity is tolerated. Depression is glorified. Drug addiction is trendy. But being alpha is shamed. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. If I had to see it, so do y'all. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Oh my gosh, that's what my favorite fuck, thing bro? to say. Did I throw up in my mouth like just the teeniest bit? Maybe. That was a Russian doll. A fucking terrible dog. Oh my god. First off, obesity is tolerated. Is it? Is it? What exactly is your definition of tolerance? Mm -hmm. Making your entire personality about drinking pre-workout and hating fat people for existing? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Where in that is tolerance, bitch? God, y'all are obsessed. Y'all are obsessed with fat people. It's weird. It's weird, bro. These dudes make one trip to GNC and lose their fucking marbles, bitch. <laughs> Depression is glorified. Yeah, bro. Nothing better than being depressed. <laughs> oh, nothing better. Do you think, I bet you, I bet you anything that depressed people watched your video and they were like, you know what? This guy gets it. I'm not depressed anymore. Thanks. <laughs> And of course, the fucking alphas shamed. Here's a fun fact. Alphas don't exist. <laughs> Not even in the wild, bitch. Yes. That doesn't exist. I'm assuming you're talking about wolves, right? I'm assuming that's where you got it from, or maybe you got it when you were sucking the fart out of Kevin Samuel's ass. But oh the alpha mentality God. of running a wolf pack, that doesn't <gasps> exist in the wild. 
I know. Can you believe it? Take a minute. Take a minute to process. I know oh it's a lot. God. All of that aside, you could have just filmed your shitty video topless with the club promoter music <laughs> and gone on your way. But no. You have to sit here with your giant nipples out and say a bunch of random shit. <laughs> I'm not even, why are your nipples so big? <laughs> why are they so large? The oh. fucking village wet nurse over here, bro. Who is suckling at them hoes? <laughs> okay. There's okay, a little left me, of it, but. Tell, tell me what you think. Because okay. I really have never seen this and you, you, uh, you curated this content for us yes. today. Okay. I think it's fucking hilarious. Her comedy timing is perfect. Genius. She's so funny. She gets a video like that, gets like. 3 million likes, oh over 10 million views. Like, she's killing it on TikTok. Killing it. She uh -huh. gets celebrity women and men messaging her, DMing her on Instagram, like, girl, you're killing it. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, she is killing it. So, she's doing something right. Sometimes it feels a little mean-spirited with some of her videos, but... I mean, it's all jokes at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's literally all jokes. Sure, she's body shaming. Sure, she's fat shaming and bald shaming or whatever it is. But I think it's, it's well, funny. I want to I wanna play the next one, too, just so I can, like, get just, like, a full comprehensive picture of this girl. But I will say really quickly, and then, like, let's break it down because I have some thoughts on this already. But she literally did say in this first clip, she goes, you could have just posted photos of yourself being buff and been on your merry way. And, yeah, she brought up his nipples or whatever. But th that's what he brought it up. So let's watch the second clip. And he has but big I nipples. Yeah, I don't think she was going to attack this motherfucker, though, if he hadn't been just shitting on women. So... I want to watch the second one, and then I, I don't know. I have, I have thoughts. I'm natural. I don't have anything fake, like your fake face, your fake eyelashes, your fake hair, your underwire bra. <laughs> Her laugh is contagious. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? Badass. <laughs> This video only has like nine likes and like 20 comments, and I'm like 18 of the comments. <laughs> Big dog, I don't think this is the place for you, buddy. <laughs> Where is your nurse? Where is she? <laughs> I know you got dentures in because you got that bad fucking old guy lisp. You kind of look like Uncle Fester, but you more so look like the bad guy from Dune. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. <laughs> Oh my Somebody God. call Oscar Isaac. <laughs> she always ends her video when she's like, she's like, bye. Or she'll say like, fuck your joke, bro. And she'll flip uh, off the camera. She's really funny. Okay. See, especially in that second one. I don't think she went too far at all. Obviously I haven't watched her collection, but you kind of like, I like that you prefaced this and like kind of said your piece. And I guess, especially after seeing this one, I'm sure she probably crosses a line at some point, but whose line and who says she's crossing it? And I think that, oh, she goes too far. She crosses the line. She stoops low. So she stoops low. So the men can say this, and then she stoops to their level. It's not classy. I'm just assuming this is some of the female talking points against her. I don't know, but I'm just imagining like what a conservative woman would say. Oh, you don't stoop to their level. Oh, you're not being classy. Oh, you're saying too much. Oh, you're body shaming too. She is literally just responding 
to them with the same shit that they're putting out into the world, funnier, better timing. Yes. Hilarity as a not, like she's a fat woman and she's enjoying her time. So to stoop low, all that says to me is that you are admitting that men, especially men like this, definitely men like this, live at a lower level and that when we go and communicate with them the way they're communicating with women in society, we're going down to their level. So you're admitting they're lower than us. You're admitting that she is expected to live at a higher level at all times and that they are living at a lower level than us. So like, okay, she's proving your point. Like these men are trash. These men are lower than us. And so, oh, she goes too far. Oh, she talks about their nipples. Well, she wouldn't have fucking done that if he wasn't out there saying that obesity is overrated. Like I kind of like it and whatever. We all go too far sometimes, but I support this cause. Good job, girlfriend. Yes. Also, this is a huge thing people don't like to hear, but if you're online, if you post content on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, this is public information. Oh, People have the right to mention something about it. Right, wrong, indifferent. You opened yourself up for a fire, boo. Oh my gosh, Especially if you're saying something like that, bro. Like, what is he saying? Your underwire bra, your fake eyelashes. She's (laughs) just like, bro, can you really talk? We're here. Yes, she has a substantial amount of followers because she's him. earned it by and being be, funny by doing and hilarious this. And yes. it's comedy it's comedy no comedy i at the really end of the day, love, it's gonna cross a level where I it's gonna make people uncomfortable women i love seeing women clap back i love it on levels like her that are you know more outrageous i also love seeing women clap back in sometimes you know less funny ways but in very strong ways there is uh I don't actually know how she got famous, but Michaela Oakland, she has the account. She rates dogs, dogs Mm -hmm. being men. Mm -hmm. Um, And people send her a bunch of content of shit that men say to them all the time. It's always screenshots and she'll kind of like make a commentary on it. It's more Twitter based. Um, She did have a podcast as well. um, And unfortunately her podcast host um, and best friend passed away in a hit and run. So this girl has been through the fucking ringer, but she's really funny, very similar vibe to this, uh, to Drew. And, you know, recently this week when Roe v. Wade came out, she tweeted that she was like, I've never talked about this publicly and I never thought I would, but at 19 I had an abortion and it saved my life. And, even though that might not feel like necessarily a clap back in the way that we normally think about it, because it's so powerful and it's just this statement, what she's doing and what I'm so inspired by is that she is making a clap back to society. She's normalizing something that other people are being attacked mm-hmm. for. Okay. She's gorgeous. She has a position of power. So I just really respect any, I guess you can clap back in any way you want to. And I'm just so proud of you for saying something. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. so hard to say stuff to men sometimes. So Drew Afuelo, you're fucking funny. Uh, Michaela Oakland, you're so strong and hilarious. And I, I just love seeing that. And female comics get a really annoyingly bad rap. I'm like, girl, I mean, I was very open about it. Like, I really do actually like Amy Schumer. She gets a lot of hate mm-hmm. too. Um, I do like it. I And then I always live, not live by every time but i do like the silent wins mm-hmm. if you know what i mean like yeah so like even like uh like amy schumer is a, a good favorite comedian of mine and she's i feel like female comics get a really bad rap mm-hmm. she 
always like I she had a huge hate mob against her for a while, and I'm like, why? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like she's like stooping down to men's levels or whatever. It's just like she says the same things dudes do, and, and again, you know, stooping down. All it is doing is confirming the fact that they are living at a lower level, and we are better. The and end. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, but I or like she's a comedian. Those, she, yeah, she's a comedian, situations. and if she crosses a line, it's like she has to be class or whatever. Um, and I like that when women put themselves out there in that way. And then, like, I also like the silent, like, I had a boss. She's amazing. And she worked her way up in the corporate world. And she's very amazing, silent. Um, she lived by example. I and love I that. love yeah. that kind of woman commanding the space by just, yes, it's way harder. If you're a woman, if you're a person of color, if you're any, if you look any a little different. Any sort of minority, really. Yes. And you'll always ha have to work harder but the people that do fucking work harder and show up and they're twice as nice and friendly and truly nice and friendly and do work double as hard and do all the work and they show up without being like i did this it is there's a certain amount of respect that comes with that almost like immediately so i do love that kind of um clapping back if you will it is i think it is really just cool to acknowledge that there's different ways that we as women and as men too this does like any straight man out there who wants to start making videos clapping back at other straight men we would greatly appreciate the allyship like yeah yeah we for could sure hear from you but no i hear what you're saying and um I do want to say something. I don't love what you just said. One little teensy tiny yes, bit yes, of what yes. you just said. Please. And this is that just um, emphasizing the friendliness. Mm -hmm. So often women are expected to be friendly and to smile. Yes, so yes, I yes, really, yes. really appreciate and, and totally agree with you. Um, being kind and yes. patient and ignoring the men who are probably your superiors who expect, you know, you to fail or not do as well. And, you know, silently working hard and hustling and proving people wrong and the clap back being that. Um, and I do, of course, I'm a very, very friendly person, but I just sometimes, and I don't know why I'm sensitive to it, but right. hearing a woman like, oh, being, you know, really nice and truly friendly. It's like, we do not have to be friendly. I do hear what you're saying. I don't know why yeah, that you don't like, have to at just all. stuck with me, but I hate the whole, like, you should smile more. And I Ooh. am that girl, you know, like I am a smiler. I'm super friendly, but I think, um, yeah, that's just something I hear a lot, and not I know that's not how you intended it. But no, 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 yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I get anyway, what you mean. All, I get what you all mean. the different ways that women stand up to men is really, really empowering, and especially these days, really speaking of it all to me, hell yeah, and I really love people who take it a step further. I mean, yeah. everyone's familiar with this, but when Taylor Swift sued the radio host who sexually assaulted oh. her for $1, went to court, testified against this motherfucker, stuck with it, mm -hmm. won her case, moved on. She was traumatized. She took it into her own hands and yes. she did something about it. And that's kind of a double. back. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. So th that's like an array of different ways, I guess, that women and men, unfortunately, we only really thought of how women stand up to straight men. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really respect it. But I do what I do like about what you said. And I kind of want to acknowledge the your yeah. boss that was female and the way that she put herself out there in the work world by working hard and mm -hmm. being kind and patient. Um very oftentimes we have male bosses and this is something mm -hmm. I would really like to kind of take a pause and talk about today because 
this is really at the meat. I hate that I just said the meat. This is mm. at the meat of the Ooh. episode of what we all go through. Yes, you know, a lot of sure, stuff we sure. talk about. I don't really walk down the street maybe and a man is like, yo, slut. I mean, it actually has happened. But what really happens mm -hmm. every single day in our patriarchal society and the audacity of men are so many motherfucking male bosses who yes. are extreme in their behavior and not uncommon in the fucking slightest. Nope. And we, I know, we're friends. We yeah, talk yeah, yeah. all the time. We both have had experiences with male bosses. You know, some have been fine, but mm -hmm. some have been absolutely astonishing. And for you guys <laughs> listening right now, I just, I really feel like all of you, male or female, or non-binary, all of you have been in a position where you have felt something was wrong at work and at the top of it, at the hierarchy at work was a male boss that really fucks shit up. And I want to well, talk you, about what we've done and what, what yeah, we could have oh, done yeah. better because this yep. is everyday shit. This isn't just stuff we talk about on the internet. This is our fucking lives and how this really affects us in society. And I just... I want to, you know, yeah, open it up for I, you to talk about because you're I, I know you have a story. Yeah, for well, sure. I mean, I always like I had a, you know, I had a first boss was female, second boss, male, third boss, female, another boss, male. So, like, I've had, you know, mostly almost pretty divided in half. Mm -hmm. And um, and I loved um, most of the experience with most of them, mostly, of course, with the women. Women are a little more compassionate. And I all think that. they're really good leaders. Yeah, yeah. they can make gr ugh, yeah. great leaders. Um, and I did have a look. I get restaurant jobs. So I had a restaurant job. I was mm -hmm. a server at. And um, it is it's weird to talk about only because being a male in a restaurant job, we I'm sure you've worked at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. And the jokes we make and everything yeah. or whatever. But then you have. Um, I had a boss, he was, um, you know, younger boss and owner. We work, we worked alongside, he works in the kitchen. I worked in the front and it was just, I've heard a lot. Look, this is another thing. Like red flags are really important. I heard a lot about him okay. and I still started working there, whatever. And then, um, so I heard a lot of red flags and then I also, started working i started feeling weird about the interactions we were having all of the interactions started because i said i was gay or someone had let him told him that i was gay okay and then that's when it started mm -hmm. i could, i literally saw his head turn whip his head towards me what a scary immediately reaction and then it was immediate and the dude's an alcoholic and like anytime he would drink a lot he would spiral and kind of like start doing this thing where he would hit on me in front of people because he wasn't gay hmm, twist on the, in the end of right, the story. Right, but, right, right. Um, so that I start feeling weird because I'm like, okay, well I'm a guy and sexual jokes were supposed to be like, whatever, ha ha ha. But it started coming off really mean spirited and all this and coworkers would see it. And some people would be like, Hey, are you okay? And like, it started, I built up such a wall. Cause I was like, Oh, he's the owner. Everybody loves him, whatever. At first I didn't even notice in hindsight, I like I can grind my teeth. I was mm -hmm. so grateful because he would do that everywhere, yeah. work parties and all this. And then, anyways, potential. Just let's just say there's a potential lawsuit from it um, that I might be doing. And um, it, I was being sexually harassed. Yeah. Through the whole time I was working there. It's really hard to hear about because it's so common. So common, especially with men. Um, men with men, gay men. I thought was a real issue. Come to find out in the future, this man's closet bisexual. And mm -hmm. that's what drove it home for me. So anyways, a lot of things that 
I, I wish I had done was I spoke up even more because I did speak up a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, I should have spoken up a lot more. Who did more. you speak up to? Like, what was your experience with that? Immediately, once it started happening, I was telling coworkers, I'm like, this motherfucker just fucking grabbed my ass. Gra- pinched my ass a bunch of times. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's disgusting. Asking it looked- me about my dick size. Oh my asking God. Asking me about anal. Asking me about what I do after, like, like it just, everything. Like, wow, most- I don't, I didn't, I mean, we've talked so much, but I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's absolutely unacceptable unacceptable and and it's so abusive and um yeah just and he has a a history and he had a history and i should have listened to the red flags and i should have this and i should have that and blah 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 main thing is like my main thing is i should have kept more of a record i should have been more diligent and this is something you can't sometimes you don't expect it but you keep more of a record and um telling more people though i told a lot of people <laughs> you and do a like lot to of talk. people and a lot of people w- like were like oh that happened with me too or oh this girl left because he did this to her and all that you know so it was you know uh, it was very well known that's another thing y'all these people are not only if they did it once they've done it in the past yeah they'll reoffend in the future yes, absolutely so if will. you can take it to court sell someone or take it to an authority like in your workplace if it's just a coworker. Do that. Do that. Get a community around you that knows for sure, that can see, that can be witnessed, because that's really important. That's a couple of things that I did not 100. I did do, but I also wish I like solidified it more. I still feel really angry even talking about it because well, I'm, I'm like, really so happy for you that you're out of that situation. Yes. This wasn't that long ago, and um, it'll be really interesting, I think, to see maybe what unfolds from this, mm-hmm. and obviously. If anything does unfold from this, I would love to like come back to it and talk about this in the future because yes. this uh, doesn't just fit under the topic of the audacity of men. This fits under a lot of topics, mm-hmm. so we can weave this right back into our societal talks. Um, yes, and it was a bit rambly because even no, piecing I'm, it together, it's like it's hard. You know, it's hard because you don't realize what trauma, trauma and harassment is in the moment, especially. No, I'm. And so, then I go back to work. I'm so happy yeah. you are sharing it, and I'm glad you have been able to talk about it really quite quickly i'm glad that you at least were acknowledging it in the moment and i think you've seen things that you wish you would have done differently but at the end of the day just that kind of work environment and with everyone knowing and ignoring or um, maybe just like forgiving it putting it under the rug is so toxic and it's so common Um, so i'm glad you shared it and you guys have been through this too i'm certain of it Mm -hmm. Uh, i know that to some extent Alex's story is not uncommon that people have been touched and like um, talked to in completely inappropriate ways. And it resonates a lot with me, especially that I, I, you know, you didn't say guilt, but I, I have guilt with some of my past work um, interactions that I don't think I handled the way I would now in retrospect. Uh, And it's so fucking hard to see it in the moment. So many things, you know, is our hindsight is 2020, but what we can do is share experiences with you guys. And if you find yourself in this situation right now where someone is harassing you or saying inappropriate comments to you, um, grabbing your ass, are you fucking kidding me? Just tell someone. And if you can get out, get out as fast as you can um it's just i'm so sorry you went through it and it's i'm so sorry that so many people go through this and that there's always this you know entitled rich um or at least in a position of power person at the top of this um and in this case it is a it's a wealthy white man in restaurant (laughs) jobs are really so if you think it's happening in a restaurant job if you are a server or a bartender 
and you were like, oh, this feels icky, but maybe not that bad. No, it is. Yes. It is. This happens all the time. This if, is not an excusable thing. And if you see someone going through it, don't stay silent. No, speak we up and help them. We all play a part in it. We Absolutely. all play a part in it. I had a really horrible um, work experience. And it, actually, it's interesting. I'm really glad that we're talking about this. And I really like hearing the perspective of sexual harassment from a man. Like, as, as sorry as I am that you had to go through this, mm -hmm. so often I think our stories might be a little bit switched. Um, and my story doesn't really involve any sexual harassment, although comments, of course, have been made about me from uh, so many men I've worked with throughout the years. But really, in talking about kind of the patriarchy and how men run our society and how we acquiesce to men and um, these systems in place where there are a lot of, you know, middle-aged white, straight men, English-speaking, um, wealthy people who run a lot of the companies that make up our society. I was a part of a corporate um, company. So I was in territory, territory sales uh, for a company back in Washington. And I was at the time the youngest woman territory salesperson in the entire company. I had a really good sales record. I, uh, you know, grew my sales 30% in one year over the guy before me. And I was really yeah. proud of my job. I really liked my job. I enjoyed my job. I had pretty good leadership, at least I thought. I started this job at 22. I think I was blind to a lot of things. I was just excited to be given a chance as a college dropout. They believed in me. They hired me. I killed it. Um, I was making good money. And I really felt like I'd kind of found my home and I was able to ignore some of the more misogynistic, sexist comments or comments about my looks because... To me, all of the benefits definitely outweighed the bad. I wasn't really looking at um, the racial inequity in our company. I wasn't really looking at the amount of men and women. I was really proud that I was the youngest female salesperson, and that kind of blinded me for a long time. And what really flipped the switch for me was that we had a new boss come in and take over my old boss, and he was a piece of shit. He was pathetic. He knew nothing about his job. He was completely uneducated, and I'm talking in terms of the job he didn't know what he was doing and he was the manager of the highest grossing branch in the country for my job. I worked for the highest grossing branch. We, we were high performers. This was a high stress, fun, you know, you work hard, party hard kind of job and we all loved it. And then this man came in and right away there was a change in the culture and it wasn't sexual harassment, but what it was is racism and misogyny. And it came in hard and it came in fast. And when I started to see it, I couldn't unsee it. And it wasn't just him. It was the leaders who owned this company who were putting someone like him with absolutely no knowledge of sales, no training in charge of the best team in the company. Yeah, and yeah. I think they thought that we could just, he'd been with the company for 20 years at a different fucking branch that underperformed. And I think they thought that we could kind of take care of ourselves and that this wouldn't affect things. Mm -hmm. um, you can look I at my Facebook to see where I worked last. Uh, I won't say it out loud, but it's not hard to find. Well, you can um, look on the YouTube videos to see how pissed Chloe is I talking about have, this. Uh, I just, I, I feel you though. I'm so, you. I'm so mad at myself for not doing something sooner so right away this man starts firing people he starts firing black people and the, the few black people we had hispanic people starts firing women we had two women let go we had three black people let go we had a hispanic person let go and i'm starting to see it we're all starting to see it. a lot of fucking people being let go and not a single white man and not a single white woman to start with the women did come next and um 
we hated him. We didn't respect him. But I think it's really hard. And what, you know, what I was saying earlier, if it feels icky, but you're like, oh, maybe it's not. No, it is. And I didn't trust myself and I didn't speak up sooner. Ooh, um, that is it. Not trusting yourself. Sorry, I didn't continue. trust myself. I thought I was being dramatic. I, I, I thought I was same. being this dramatic girl. And well, you know, snap of a finger, I realized I'm the only female salesperson even left in our branch. Every single person except for two black people who were... <laughs> They were light-skinned black people and very educated, were left in our branch. All of our warehouse workers and anyone else of color was gone. And one day, I come in and I see one of my best friends who's a black woman. She was the manager of our contract department, the first black woman ever to be, I think she might've been the black, first black person to ever be promoted as a manager at this whole fucking company in 2019. And she got fired. She got fired because they, and what they told her, I'm not making this up, was that, oh, we shouldn't have created this position. It's our fault, not yours. They fired this woman who's been working for them for years, doing a kick-ass job, travels all over the country, and just is the best leader I've ever seen. And I'm watching my best friend sobbing in the boardroom, and I knew that was fucking it for me. And the other person who was left, the only other person of color was her brother, who has stayed at this company. and. I think to prove a point and to make as much money off these people as he can. Um, but the pandemic hit and you know, it was a restaurant based job is what I was selling supplies to, uh, to restaurants. And uh, we all took a fucking hit, you know, everything goes downhill and I'm affected. So they laid me off. Well, I'm the only person on our branch that gets laid off and I'm the last woman left. I was the last woman in our branch So it was left. just a boys club that he wanted yep. the whole time. And there was this one girl who kind of was being paid a lot less than me. I guess they promoted later. But um, I had better sales than at least five of the people. And there were only like 12 of us. Like I was, I was doing great. Yeah. I'd grown my territory. And I just regret not speaking up before I got let go. But also being let go is the best thing I've ever done. But yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. we would have had a lawsuit. And I wish I would have trusted myself and seen this shit and seen this horrible boss. But... It was a boys club, and we would complain to the president of the company, and yeah, it was like, oh, he's was worked heard? there forever. He's good. You guys are being too hard on him because complacency he is – he wasn't new. He'd well, been he with the company for branch. 20 years. Yes, but the, it's complacency yeah. with men is accepted. Totally. He's, oh, he's still getting a hang of things. You guys are fine. But if it was a woman who drove our branch to the ground that fast, she would have been like, go so fucking fast. But no, we lost every person of color Ooh. and every woman. And I know that was long-winded to you guys, but it doesn't just happen in restaurants. It also happens in corporate jobs. If you are the only woman in your position that is not a fucking flex, you are being... A, you are a part of a culture that is unsustainable and shouldn't be sustained in the society that we live in now. And we need leave, get a different job, get a job that has representation, that has different colors, different orientations, different beliefs, or bring people in and yes, get black yes. women hired and black men hired and Mexican people hired and people who don't speak English. But only and those races. Hired. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Literally. I know what you mean, though. Yes. Any person of color, any other orientation, when it's all white, straight people in a company, it's not cool and i don't know why i didn't see it and i regret it and i'm embarrassed by it but say something leave the company or maybe follow through with the lawsuit because i think both of us have grounds that we could have um that maybe one of us could still follow and i would mm. be very delighted to see you follow mm. yeah. this path it's um it's hard i feel to say girl that was long-winded and was good long powerful i just i know a yes. lot of corporate women are listening to this and a lot of people are like i'm the corporate. only girl who works at my company isn't that so awesome yeah. no 
Yeah. It's not only just corporate, it's like whatever situation, restaurant job, corporate job, male, female, people take advantage of their position. And um, I think it's important that we do, um, like you said, even a better thing would be like, if you can, of course, recruit more yes. people into your job. Yes. Be like, hey, I know. And of course, people that you know are good. I mean, it's I, just because, you know, recruit people that you know that are good, that are of diverse backgrounds and diverse looking to get that into your workplace so people can be like, oh, shit. I mean, you can dispel biases that way. That's not even the point. It's the point is like taking con back control is that's a huge thing for me as well as like I didn't speak up when I could have. And um yeah, that was a <laughs> no. It's it's, it's, heavy. A, it's a like emotional roller coaster because really like really emotional. going I, back at it, I didn't realize how much resentment. Like I can grind my teeth thinking about it. It's just crazy to me to think of the people and what they're getting paid for what they're really doing and how I know many of I these know. you know people in power are so unqualified and women and people of color and people of different sexual orientations have to work so much harder yeah. than these people do yeah. and. I just, that is the white straight man um, grip that we have on society. Totally. And that felt very therapeutic to me. Yes. And I hope it inspired someone to, to learn from us. And totally. Either get the fuck out or start recruiting better people and tear down these systems. And I regret that I did not. Yes. And I said it earlier in the episode, like, there's a lot of gay men that are very powerful, wealthy, that Stand get up, up there. To them too. Because, yeah. because, that in in a like straight boys group, mm -hmm. that's like one very. If it's the right straight boys group, which is most of them, you think people can get over it very quick, mm -hmm. and then immediately you're part of the boys club. Well, money, power, and being a man really, really helps. It <laughs> helps a lot. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, so it's true. like you could you can and it's well, especially if you don't conform to like um to, you know I think straight men have kind of what they're comfortable with a gay person. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a suit every day and you're not flamboyant, I hate even saying this, but know, if I you know. conform to more, you know, their heteronormative standards, they don't really care who you're sleeping with, but they sure choose the boys. Yes, that's very true. It's and funny. Anyways. Yeah, no, I'm... I just, good luck, you guys. It's hard, and I hope we've learned from it, and I yes. never want to be in that position again. <sighs> Despite how shitty our bosses are and were, um, there are five men that are even worse. And would love to give them a little shouty outy before <laughs> before we wrap up this episode and go into our fun little listener segment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, oh my god, this has been like I said, an emotional roller coaster. I forgot about our listener segment. Oh go for it, boo. It's so fun this week. Okay. Yes. So first on our list is the founder of Young Living Essential Oils, the MLM, which is Gary Fucking Young. May he rest in hell. This man oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Not only was he a con artist, he was the 1980s and 1990s version of Elizabeth Holmes doing Ooh. fake scientific testing. He literally killed his firstborn child in a whirlpool fucking birth because he believed that some weird bunk science would keep this newborn baby alive if submerged in water. And so after an hour of keeping his child in submerged in water, it they 
died, yeah. of course, immediately. And then he went on to make the infamous MLM Young Living Essential Oils. I specifically hate you very much. I got a gift of Young Living hand soap. Works great as a foot scrub, but they are extremely overpriced products oh i would love Very, to do a deep dive into everything was, like from the beginning uh, of his life to where they are now because they are still out there yeah, you guys retail is price up. is crazy like, like twenty dollars it's yeah, like thirty five dollars for an essential oil well, yes. thirty five dollars for like a hand soap that's like this big yes it's crazy but um yeah um next one um Hitler, Hitler self-explanatory. Self <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, next on the list is Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. This is a dark one. I like get chills Fucking thinking about sucks. it. Yep. Yeah. Mm, Y'all, for people that don't know that have been living under a rock, I know and I'm not even a pop culture dude, mm -hmm. but um, he actually drugged. Using his trigger business. warning for this, really. Yes, trigger warning. We're gonna talk about sexual assault and all that, but um, and drugging. But he would literally fo like force feed his guests, mm -hmm. women, um, quaaludes mm -hmm. in their drink, mm -hmm. and using his his power as this friendly family guy on TV. That's what people perceived him as. And Absolutely. He was like, oh, I got a great job opportunity. Come to my hotel tonight. I don't have any time to talk now. And we get there, he'd be like, oh, drink this, drink this, mm -hmm. and. These girls would pass out, he drugged them, raped them, leave them there, oh and threaten any future for them in the industry or in what, I mean, I'm sure he's threatened death on a lot of them too. Um, and this was hundreds of women throughout the years. And he had a whole fucking, listen to me, a whole community around him that enabled him to continue. People knew. People knew. People fucking he, knew. There's always someone who knows. Oh, and this was a community, an industry that knew behind the scenes he was like that, and no one spoke up. So that's why it's important that we don't, even with the, the work situations that we were talking about before, if you see something, don't let it fucking slip, slip by. Sorry. Which immediately moves me into the next on our list, which are Catholic priests. Um, not all. Not but so many, so many hundreds of priests molested little boys and children, thousands of them throughout the years. And the archdiocese and the Vatican ignored this. It went unreported because parents didn't believe their children and they it, ruined thousands of children's lives with almost no consequences or no acknowledgement and zero reparations. And it's like there was so many priests that did it that like were they just recruiting priests or like pedophiles for hire pedophile you know like it certainly felt that way. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Next on the list Saddam, Saddam Hussein, self-explanatory. Um, next is, um, <laughs> oh, yes. Our little evil villains. Yes. <laughs> Just like the group of fucking evil villains. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musks. The Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. The Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. The Look, it's not all of them maybe have crimes against humanity, though we really, honestly, we, we don't, don't know. know. But what we do know is that they have so much money and, and they're we doing have, absolutely fuck shit nothing. And we have so many problems and so many solutions that would need money. Mm -hmm. And these guys don't chip in like one bill each. And Also... Like, I have another problem with them. What? Who is dressing them? <laughs> Why do they look like Bill that? Gates? Any of them. Elon Musk, what are you wearing? Whoever is dressing them, you belong on our list. <laughs> hell. 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 <laughs> hell to all of you. Do you remember... Oh, I, 
Ashley Madison. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I remember Ashley Madison. It's a weird one to bring up, but okay. the, the CEO, the guy that created it, is um, a dude. Yes. And Wait, wait, dude. wait. For our youthful listeners... Mm-hmm. <laughs> for youthful listeners ashley madison was a website built is 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 that's so funny is a website for um married uh, spouses to uh cheat on their, their spouses yes and it's their slogan is life is short have an affair oh my god so it's like a social oh media god. platform for people <laughs> to get together and there also Incredible. is um like a swinger side to it too. Oh. Like so it's like so it's not so just for affairs. Openness. Yes. It certainly um, started. But it's just it is for affairs. Just for affairs and that's fucking crazy. Slimy it's grimy. Like, the slimy audacity grimy. Yeah, the um, audacity. The owner. But, oh my gosh, this might not align with most of the things I usually think and say. But, like, while the owner had the audacity to um, profit off of this, there was a market that was untapped. And this motherfucking salesman tapped that market. Okay, we do love, we do love a hustler. We love a hustler. And it's people like... People cheat all people the fucking cheat. time. And they were doing it on other platforms That's in a, a less point. resourceful way. Yeah. And so this guy was like, oh, you know what? I will make millions of dollars off of Slimy Grimies. And he may be Slimy Grimy, but at the end of the day, I, I just like... There Can were, you get mad? There were consumers and... He had a product. He certainly pigeonholed the market. Now, I want to be really clear, though. As I say this out loud, my argument, and I'm hearing myself say this, um, there are other platforms where there are consumers for content, um, including, and and most importantly, I don't ever want my words to be twisted, uh, child pornography sites, uh, anything like that. The people who make those also are, are, are profiting off of a market there are consumers for, but that is yeah, we're not um, talking vile, irrelevant. It's absolutely vile, um, unforgivable, evil, illegal, disgusting, jail for all of them. I mean, absolutely unthinkable. As a mother, I I really can't think about it. So I just want to put it out there. My argument kind of would align with other things like that. But in this case, consenting pieces of shit adults. And he just made cheat money on each other. Of them. So they were going to already use Craigslist or Tinder or whatever to cheat on their partners. But, but it really is hilarious. Like the audacity to like be like, oh yeah, no, no, no. My oh. next business venture. Like imagine him going to Wall Street to get the investments. <laughs> and he's like, let me bring out my portfolio. So And all <laughs> the white dudes are like, Absolutely. <laughs> a million. Like, I will invest a million and I will be your first Oh user. my god. And what are the stocks? And then <laughs> and then this dude a hacker came out and was like, "Oh, I'm going to um release yes. all the c- profiles." Oh my god, such and, a good breach. And they did. And guess how many? I mean, I don't even know how many, but they found countless pastors from oh, Christian churches. Absolutely they did religious leaders oh my gosh this is this is what we're this is why i get so resentful of the church because oh my god it's a whole because they're on stage like homosexuality is a sin worthy to be put to death and they close their doors and they're putting meth rocks in their ass and having sex with gay (laughs) prostitutes and it's like gay men don't even like gay men that are open don't even do that so it's like where are you homie so anyways that's i can go to a whole before we're getting so much closer to listener stories, but before we do, and before we wrap up and kind of, you know, at the end and end, we want to acknowledge like maybe a couple like good people in our generation Mm -hmm. and thank people. But, um, we would be just 
remiss if we didn't mention hypocrites are some of our very least favorite women that mm-hmm. have the audacity of men because we are complicit and we do need to take accountability. So first on the list are jail time lovers. Oh, <laughs> the group of women who say you, oh. you murdered and you raped and you killed people and you robbed banks and you're in jail impregnate me. You're the worst. Oh, my God. It's such a fucking thing. So that's my first one. Talk about an online community. There's a whole online community that, like, fetishize. And fucking written letters. Like, they're writing these fuckers letters. And they, like, uh, girls that are like, oh, my God. Um, like those Texas Chainsaw guy is so hot. I can't believe a little like knowing the crimes that they did. Barfazoid. Yes. It kills me. Barfazoid. God. That's what they deserve. Um, second, of course, Amber Heard. Johnny Depp, we stand with you. We stand with you. Um, number three, JK Rowling, you're a fucking turf. You were my icon. You let me down. I hate you. You're the worst. I was so inspired by you and you are just the worst. Goodbye. My mom burnt all my Harry Potter books at a young age. So I have I no attachment for to reasons, for, but I, I was like in <laughs> like elementary school. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, which is a very satanic ritual. Absolutely for, uh, bizarre. Uh, yes. But like for different reasons, I hate her. Yes. Okay. 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 But <laughs> my mom was a, a woke queen. Mm-hmm. She's ahead of her time. Yes, she knew what was happening. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> um, fourth. Mm. Oh, as much as I love your name, Gislaine Maxwell. Jizz, <laughs> just kidding. I think it's Ghislaine, but Who sorry. Cares? Um Ghislaine, Gislaine Maxwell, um, complicit secondhand woman to Jeffrey Epstein. Um yeah. yes, you let me down too. Well, mm-hmm. you never let me up, but anyways. Yeah, you are just deserved to rot. Yes. Um, and lastly, again, the Catholic in me coming out, Mother Teresa. I this is crazy too. I just want to read a quote that she said because I think it kind of sums it up and you know have fun going down this rabbit hole. She said, There is something beautiful in seeing the poor accept their lot, to suffer it like Christ's passion. The world gains so much from their suffering. Now, this bitch was doing fucked up shit. And Chloe Salatino Payne, everyone. I'm no, just kidding. Oh my god, you so we named like our five least favorite men and we named our five least favorite women. And we've also touched on a lot of like things today mm-hmm. and it's a long juicy episode, but we are going to start doing mini soon mm-hmm. and mini episodes where we deep dive into topics that we only like briefly brushed upon and we won't be talking shit the whole time like we do here no we're just gonna we're gonna write a little book report we're gonna tell you shit about things you want to know so gary young i would love to hear about that i think i'm gonna make an episode whether people want it or not yeah for sure he's just vile but i know a lot of people in young living we will be covering mlms soon so stay tuned motherfuckers but Yeah, literally, if anything we touched on, I just think those lists are so fascinating, and I'm so excited if I get the opportunity to do a book report on any of these fuckers. Um, But if anything we touch on on episodes you want to hear a little bit more about, send Mm -hmm. us an email or a DM, and more content is going to be coming out later this year, and we will keep you updated when we have more information. Yes, we're just, I always do this at least once an episode. Listen to me, bitch. I'm looking directly at you, mm-hmm. or you, or you, or uh, my camera, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm a man, okay? I know the power. I know how boys' groups work. I know, like, these boys' clubs. I know how this is, okay? 
if you're in a position of power, look, we're all in a position of power, quote unquote. But if you're in a position of power or if you're um, like, you know, the most influential one amongst your coworkers, if you're in a manager, if you're whatever, y'all, let's band together. And, and you, we know how it is. Okay. Sometimes your girl coworker could say something and you'll say something, the same thing. And sometimes for some reason you'll come out, your voice comes out a little louder. Never had that happen to me before. So <sighs> let's Absolutely. do ourselves the favor. Cause when we better the people around us, we become better. Do yourself the favor and step up. And when you see something unfair, when you see something, someone being harassed, someone being talked down to. So anything, anything, and you're in a position of power, do something. We need to do something as, uh, just in general. Earlier I said like everyone, you know, we all play a part in it, but we're talking about the audacity of men. And as men, let's fucking take accountability for what we're doing in the world. And um, step up to the plate and make sure things are right in the workplace, at home, mm -hmm. within friend groups, oh, yeah. in public. We believe see shit in the group. Believe hey, when you're us. at a grocery store and you see someone like you see something. Uh, we saw a, 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 you experienced a potential domestic thing in the past, and you started telling people. You told me. You told someone else. You know uh, this is really important. That even if you just talk about it, just bring the awareness up. It's more important than you think. So step up. I don't want to keep it too long winded, but let's step up as men and um, do our part. Thank you for saying it. Again, we're hearing way too little from men right now, especially straight men. So any voice that we can get, any nice deep baritone masculine voice mm. that we can get or, speaking up for us. Or one that sits at a little bit higher register like mine my does. My sweet husband. You have a nice deep voice. Do I? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my... From this episode being so like emotionally up yeah, and down. Yeah, your my ears face, red again? My face is hot. It is. It's a lot. But it's I, a lot. Really quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I really appreciate you saying that. And mm -hmm. in the same token, as a woman, I do want to acknowledge and thank um, this generation, a lot of my fellow millennials, and I'm right on the cusp of that in Gen Z, and especially Gen Z, standing up, um, believing women, uh, believing people who've been assaulted and breaking gender norms and not being so fucking audacious. We see you. I think it's going to get better. I think it's mm -hmm. only going to get better with my son's generation. Um, but it's about time, time to we stop start talking, talking about us and start talking about you. But, but first, we're we'll talk, to talk about us just a little more. Thank you. That was a great theme song. It's mm. going to come together eventually. No, it, it did. Oh, That's got it. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this week we asked our listeners to submit stories about the most humiliating, um, embarrassing, audacious things that um, happened in relationships or um, f dates, anything like that. That's happened to you specifically mm -hmm. or that you've, or that done. you personally done because Alex, apparently, all of our stories we got were incredible. Number one, thank you. Number two, I asked Alex for his. And number three, he was the audacious one. Would I, you care to share? Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed. I said this oh, in our Instagram so reel. Okay. I've commented. I'm allowed to be messy in my mm -hmm. early 20s. Absolutely. I went well, on a date. I was the messiest. Yeah, you do you. Yeah, yes, I, no judgment. I was on a date. Mm -hmm. This was early 20s again. This is like when I first started dating when I was living in Portland and matched with some dude. I forget. I don't remember what app. 
gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what? I have <laughs> super low self-esteem. So anyone that's like really uh, like good looking, I'm like, okay, let's do this, whatever. I go to sit down with this guy at some, it was like a sandwich shop or something in downtown Portland. And all he was doing was talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Like that's all he, the whole, oh, me, blah, 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 blah. And I would say something. He's like, oh, I also think that that happened with me. And blah, 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 blah. everything was me, everything me, 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 me. Back, back to, to him. him. And I didn't even talk for like this, for like the first quarter we were talking back and forth and then he was just talking to him about himself pretty much talking to himself <laughs> talking 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 oh you know like and then blah, blah, and at some point he wasn't even fucking saying anything he was like and i was like blah 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 blah, and she was like blah, blah, and i was like oh it does sound like a absolute horror story oh i can't my God. imagine being and on a date like that so no communication <laughs> skills early 20s you know how it is I do like, think it's your like, reaction it's like, is still and funny so but. i was like uh so we're sitting in like a it was, it was uh, one of those restaurants that are like in a downtown strip. So the front door was at like this big window thing. Yeah, and then the totally. bathroom was not towards the front door, obviously towards the back. And I was like, one second, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh and I just walked out the front door. <laughs> and you never looked back. And then back. I never, never came back. I took the first think and like divine fucking timing, the wrong train, <gasps> but a train pulled up. Oh my goodness! And it was going the Sleepless opposite direction. Seattle. It's a wrong opposite direction. Moment. But um, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of Hopped here. Hopped on that Bl- train. Got sat down in the train. Blocked his number. Blocked yes. the account that he messaged me on. I do love your audacity, though. Like it is funny. I feel like even though, like I totally get it. That sounds like a fucking horror story, and I feel like I would definitely want to do the exact same. But to just like leave and never go back is a pretty fucked up move. Because you could have been like, oh, um, I hate this goodbye, but I yes. appreciate what you did. I mean, I still I don't really blame you for being a young 20 year old. <sighs> That's I feel like ghosting is such a thing in your young 20s. I really don't blame and you. And I hated when people did it to me, but I still did it to someone else. Like just perpetuating this. I've never been ghosted after I stopped ghosting people. So that is so funny. I know. I actually yeah, I would true. like never ghost anyone. But OK, so my story's humiliating towards me. Um, yours was Love just. This kind of annoying and funny like you yeah. he sounds like the worst i wouldn't have wanted to stay on that date either so my most oh, <laughs> humiliating God. humbling story is i was 17 and i had purchased tickets to this stupid fucking like drag race show drag racing what is it called they skid the cars drag queens dancing no cars yeah drag race like where they go vroom and then they skid. It's like a race car. My show. worst I don't know. fucking fear, even then, especially now. And I had purchased these tickets for my ex boyfriend because we were together at the time. It was on my birthday, and Loki was still into him. It was a couple months after we broke up, so I was like, "Hey, we should still go." I like still have the tickets, and I think there was a part of me that was like, "This is good. This will this will go good." He's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's coming back for me. So we go to the show. My God. This guy's obsessed with cars, so of course he's gonna go to it. So I'm sitting on my birthday with this motherfucker, and he's like, "Oh, I brought you a gift." So again, I'm like, "Oh, this is going oh. so well. <laughs> like it's my birthday. Thank you." And I open up the gift, and as I'm unwrapping, and it, you guys I are already see, broken up at this point. Oh, we've been broken up for like two months. So okay. as I see the Tiffany blue packaging, I'm like, "Oh my god, yes." He's gonna propose. This is it. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm a child bride now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Hell yeah!" And as I'm like opening up the drawstring bag that says tiffany and co this guy goes i just want you to know i don't mean it anymore and i was like 
huh? There's no card. So I open up the gift and I look at this sterling silver bracelet that says, I love you. And I look into his eyes and he goes, oh. I'd already bought it before we broke up. Oh, I don't mean it anymore. Damn. And I went, that's like, that's really sad. That's I didn't even have a reaction. I literally was like, Haha, I get it. And come to motherfucking find oh, out. Oh, there's more. It was fake. It wasn't they, even a real Tiffany's bracelet. Uh, like, it was a knockoff. He gave you a counterfeit? He gave me a counterfeit bracelet <laughs> that said I love you and told me he didn't mean it. The end. Um, hmm. Would you like to start with our much... You want to dox him and put his social security number out there? Nah, no, he's married now. She looks sweet. Whatever. Uh, Bye. Okay. Wish him the best. This story is so good. Alex is going to read it. This was from Samantha. Samantha. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Thanks for writing in, guys. Thanks, Samantha. Thank you for writing in, Samantha. We love you, Thank girl. Thank you, anyone, for writing in this week. I, in it general. It was tragic last week. And in now, general. Because we actually released, you know, uh, some episodes. I was like, fuck yes. Like, someone actually cared. I'm t- I love it. I love our fans. <laughs> Thrilled. Yes, Kay. I love our 10 fans. Thank you. Yes, and they're all Chloe's friends. Whatever. <laughs> no. Stop talking about it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. okay, so this is Samantha's story. The most humiliating to... context because I talk, we talked for so long. Humiliating, audacious, or embarrassing things that have happened. I started dating a guy that I met in on OkCupid. I tried the whole lowering my standards thing and ended up with a stoner chef who lived at his dad's and didn't have a car. Red flag. This is red flags we need to look at right in the beginning, y'all. Can you imagine? Love you, Samantha. This is not a critique and on you. You know what's this funny is, is the story. stoner chef is not the problem here, but the not having a car. And living at your dad's. How do you get dad's? to work? You live at your father's. Your dad drives you to work. Oh, my God. Or takes a bus. Okay, we. Buses I'm not mad about, but he lives okay. with his father. Okay. Um, I lived in. In a place. Cities close to each other. In the West Coast, which added lots of not miles close to my to car. Each other. Oh, not close to each other. Well, it's close. Like it's not 40 like forty miles from each other. Okay, fine. Yes, forty miles away from each other. Um, in which added lots of miles to my car in a hurry. Okay, we we love a committed queen. We love someone driving for the dick. <sighs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> first red flag. He told me he loved me after two weeks. Okay. So he said, I love you after two weeks in, girl. Okay. It's, you know, it's nice I'm glad to, you, she recognized it as a red flag. I was going to say it's nice that a man was willing to commit. Oh, there, that's <laughs> good too. Um, I ignored that one faster than a scam call. <laughs> oh, she's such a bad bitch. Yes. Okay. Um, that was good. So after about a month, I realized that although we have had sex a few times, I've never had an orgasm. Mm-mm. I sh- I'm super open and honest about sex and my needs. So I figured we can just talk about it and get better. Yes. I love that. Yes. I think that's amazing. I think we should all be able to do that because. Mm -hmm. um, But it is hard to do. And she totally is the kind of person who would do that. Hell yeah. Um, Fast forward a week or so. And uh, we head to a friend's cabin for a fun weekend. I figured this is a great time to talk about sexy time and maybe try new things. Mm-hmm. So I tell him how I'm feeling and he just blankly stares at me. What a weird response oh to such like God. a cute way of phrasing it even. Like, like I just let's just talk about sex and what we can do better. Well, and she probably was even cuter than that. And just to fucking stare into the abyss like a loser face. Oh my God. What That's a weird really... reaction. Um this is an even weirder reaction. Um okay. he then proceeds to ha- 
to do some fun dry sandpaper clit rubbing. Oh my god! And oh my god! I throw his hand off my poor pearl <laughs> and say, "To be honest, be honest. Have you ever given a woman an orgasm? Do you even know what that is?" Oh my Ew. god! So he just let's replay this moment. Yes, he stares bitch. at you. He's like. And then uh, his hand. Ew. He thinks that's the solution. Let's start rubbing your vagina. I'm Ugh. genuinely so sorry. Excuse that you my went vaginal ignorance, but is that um? It's like does not. Does that feel good? Um, someone just rubbing your vagina. Yeah, just I like mean, grabbing it. Not in no way, shape, or form was what <laughs> happened there. A pleasurable experience she, that would but not there do anything to people. Are ways to, to make that. that a pleasurable experience, but this man right here, no chance in hell. <sighs> Long story short, I had to drive three hours to take him home in silence because he didn't have a car. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <gasps> I get a breakup text the next day saying a lot of nonsense, the and audacity. I just didn't reply. He breaks up with her. Sorry. This was the first time I had, I was truly broken up with. And the last time I lowered my standards. Yes. Come on, girl. Yes. Come on. What a gross, weird story. (sighs) Ew, that is humiliating for him. I mean, I could just He should apologize to you. Ew, ew, ew. If I said that to some dude and he went and just went and grabbed my crotch, I would be like, ugh. If you were just like, let's have fun, sexy time, literally like trying to be cute and flirty about it, trying to make it it. work, let's talk about it, let's try something new, and a man looks at you and just slowly stares you in the eyes and grabs like your balls and starts rubbing. (laughs) Can you imagine? I feel like that's the equivalent. It's just like, are you kidding? It's like, you could do it in a way that's like uh, cool. You could be like, hell yeah, bitch, thanks for showing me how you want to be treated and what feels good to you but instead he just Just, slowly like moves his hand closer and closer uh, i can't imagine i literally can't imagine the horror she felt i went one time i went on a date and Mm -hmm. we were um it was like immediately i didn't feel any chemistry and he looked totally different than online and this was again first time dating in portland one of the first times okay and i hung out with a bunch of different people obviously and he we were driving the car and he was like ah And he like put his hand on my hand and we were both, I was like, this feels fucking weird. And what did you do? I didn't do anything. I couldn't even react because I was like, he just like grabbed my hand thinking that there would be like an intimate moment there or something. People read the room so poorly. So I was like, that was strange, but it was like kind of the same or very deeply awkward, um, very strange feeling that I, um, Never wanted to, thankfully, never experience again. Just like awkward, like I don't know if he was trying to lead it anywhere. But, anyways, that's a little anecdote on my side. I know. I just feel like sometimes people read the room so poorly, seriously, because like neither of those responses were appropriate ever. (laughs) Okay, so I have a really funny one to read, but first, I'm just gonna summarize what Amy told me because I put this on our story, and within seconds, Amy had responded to our story, and literally all. All she said was, we went to the bar together and he took home another girl while I was there. And then I was like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? So and then, wait, they went to a bar together, yes, her and this guy. Yes. They're dating? A, a, a situationship. Excuse me. She did clarify. She goes, I went to the bar with a situationship and he Got ended it. up leaving with another girl. But I was like, ew gross but like typical men whatever and the second question box submission appears because there's only so many characters and she goes 
and he took her back to my house. <laughs> oh. He got was he sleeping was, over? Because it was college. So, you know, like a bunch of people would like oh, live together. No. So like her house was a place that people hung out. So she had like a thing with a guy and they like go to the bar together. She's probably thrilled that they're like literally together. going to do something together. And he brings home another girl. I would feel and invisible. And walks back home to her house and goes home with a different person. Oh no, that's <laughs> actually, I can't even laugh at that. It's just, it's just so college. I feel like I can't yeah. laugh at it because it's so like, I didn't again, stay at dorms in college. So I, don't even know. I think it was more like a live out, but like that is literally, I've, I've honestly had something really similar happen to me. And I just, all I can do is laugh. Like I went to, okay, mine, I wasn't going to share this, but oh my gosh, I went to a music festival a multiple day music festival mm -hmm. with a guy love those we brought our so do i like it's my favorite type of concert so we had brought our own ecstasy like, tent. oh god oh my it. god shut the <laughs> up. yeah it was country music so oh, we, just, we just like... brought like fucking hennessy like there wasn't there's no drugs with the country boys well there's mm, some drugs, yeah. but it wasn't that type of thing so i was thrilled like we'd had a thing all summer and i was kind of like doubting how much he liked me and then he was like we should go to this together and i was like oh my god this is so public like so many people from like your friend group my friend group are gonna be there we're going in a tent i was like yes this is it we're gonna date he loves me obviously so we drive there two hours we get to the country music fest i run off and like go with my girlfriends i'm not like a very clingy person i really like to spend times with my girlfriends and like friends when i go out even when i'm dating or married to someone I've only been married once and still am, but I love to like run and like just go socialize. So I am having the best time. And then night one was really good. Night two was really good. We're spending so much time together. I was like, wow, this is everything I've ever wanted. And then night three, um, I was like getting something from our tent mm -hmm. that we brought together in my car um, that we were using. And I look out and there's like this big party around like a bunch of lifted trucks and it was so country. Yeah. And there he is on the truck with them, some girl bent over grinding on him. And I was like, I could believe my eyes, but I was like, there it is. And he was so blacked out and she turned around and they just start making out in front of me, in front of everyone. And it was like such a similar situation. And the next day, and listen, I tore the tent down. I, you know, I popped the mattress. I, you know, I did what, I did <laughs> Had to be the done. rational thing. Obviously <laughs> I was 21. So I like, you know, threw all his clothes out in the yard. And <clears throat> anyway, I did the <laughs> rational thing. And the next day, everyone's like going back to our college. So I'm obviously like, fuck you. I like spent the night with someone else, like a friend. And then in the morning he was like, can I still ride back to school with you? And I was like, you're, you're kidding. Like you can't actually seriously want this. Yeah. This is so humiliating. I hate myself. I hate myself. Cause I liked him so much. And I was like, fine, whatever, <gasps> come. And it was a two hour drive back. And the only thing that I don't regret <laughs> he got in the car I didn't say a fucking word to him and I put on like my country sad love song playlist and it was like you could have had it if you didn't fuck up and it was oh. like so funny so I got like two hours of sad country music revenge but I just like I can laugh at it I feel like oh this is exactly God. what straight men do to girls all the time I would be horrified I think subconsciously I avoid any situation that would ever get close to something like that 
I mean, I it's would, not like I. No, if no, I, I saw knew. someone no, no, with I knew. someone else, yeah, I, I would be. I tell every partner. I think I said it last time. I was like, anytime person I'm dating, I'm in the beginning. I'm like, if you cheat, you guys can pick who's gonna get punched, and after that, we're not ever talking again. I know, I know, I know, and God, I know. Had I wished that we didn't talk yes. again, but you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Humiliating. Humiliating. Um. Okay, so. I wanted to read, this one is so funny to me. This is not necessarily, she certainly wasn't dating anyone in this story, but boy, was it embarrassing for my friend. So here we go. This is from Anonymous. Oh, okay. You're welcome. My friend saw our story, and because there is a character limit, she texted me to share for the the drama. This is so funny. Okay, so I was on a yacht with my mom, dad, and sister. We were on vacation in Mexico. Fun. A wholesome family outing. You know, a wholesome family outing. Love it. Drinking cocktails, snorkeling in the ocean. Yes. Bonding with my relatives. Mm, We love to bond. I, however, had one too many rum punches, and I wanted to drive the boat. Of course. Of course. What? Of course you wanted to drive the boat. Anyone would. I went inside, and lo and behold, a boat worker was steering the boat. I told him about my plan, and he said, come here, girl. Sit on my lap. So I, I sat on his like, lap. Yeah, I picture like a really like innocent, not crazy. Like he's just like, oh, listen, right over here. You just sit right here. Yeah. I'll let you steer, girl. Yeah. Absolutely. So, of course, she sat on his lap, on his lap. Mm-hmm. He then proceeded to pull out his pee-pee. Oh my. I looked at it and exclaimed, oh, I then bent down and put my mouth on it while mother and father were about 10 feet away from me behind a wall. Oh, my <laughs> girl. I can't girl. <laughs> oh, she exclaimed before she gently bent over and engulfed his dick in her mouth. <laughs> After it was over, mother entered. She said, oh, how cute, look. Oh my <laughs> driving the boat. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Believe that. Believe, believe, believe the believe. name. Believe the name. <laughs> and, oh, my God, she sent a photo of her driving the boat, and she is so drunk, sitting up so straight, smiling, and in the background of the, the photo, oh, my God, is the creepiest, oh. happiest middle-aged man girl i've ever thought she gave him the honor of a lifetime yes he that was an ego boost for him that is i'm so grateful she shared that and i will say for anyone who who writes in in the future please feel free to be as expressive as she was i genuinely appreciate (laughs) we'll try not to oh my god even though you just wrote said her name we believed it we believed it okay after we Say goodbye. Today, we have a couple special guests that recorded their most humiliating stories for us. We're going to say bye. We're going to tell you to like and subscribe. And then stay fucking tuned after the outro music for a delicious story on gay on gay sex that resulted in scabies. And a little poor girl who got mugged on the street of Seattle, fell into mud and had to climb up a fire escape.
to get back to her her <laughs> to her hookup. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrifying! All right, guys, thank you for being here for this episode. We love and appreciate you so much. Like this video if you're on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Chloe doesn't know much about YouTube, mm -mm. but like this, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Like if you are a podcast listener, because I do know that. Follow us. Um, download the episodes and if you wouldn't mind rating it five stars oh. leaving a review that is oh. the best way for us to get out there because we don't have a platform and we need your fucking help thank you so much for being here we love you mwah, mwah. Mwah. right in mwah. comment and all that right in if you want you know we talked many too long didn't listen pod yeah. on everything get in contact with us and you better listen bitch listen up <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. story of how I had an unfortunate run-in with scabies. Um, so the year is 2019, December to be exact, right before, you know, the pandemic decided to fuck us all up. This guy and I had been talking on the most holy of apps, aka Grinder, for about a week and a half, and we were trying to hook up with each other, but it could just never, like, our, like, our shit never aligned. This one night, my friend was throwing her birthday party, which was like a giant murder mystery party. I got fucked up and we ended up going to a bar where I continued to drink into oblivion. And so at the strike of like midnight, I am absolutely tarnished and I get horny. So I message this guy on Grindr and I'm like, yo, come chill. And by come chill, I meant come pick me up. He's a dancer and I'm messaging him. I'm like, hey, like, come come chill. And he was like, okay, like, I just got done with this last, like, set. Um, I'll head right over. And in my head, I'm like, okay, that means he's gonna, like, shower, like, all of that, like, da-da-da-da, and then come and, like, pick me up. No, that's not what happened at all. This man was just as horny as I was. So he comes to, to, the, to the bar, and we get a drink, literally one drink, and then we start making out with each other in the middle of this fucking bar because I am trashed and foul. And so I take him back to my house. We start messing around, me being drunk AF. And that is all I think of it. Wake up the next morning, realize the error of my ways. So I kick him out promptly, or let me rephrase that. I didn't kick him out. He asked if I was going to walk him out. And I said I was too hungover, which I was, to walk him out the door. So that happens. Um, should also preface that when he meets me, he is in like, like work down clothes, clearly sweaty, like was a mess but like so was i so like i can't judge he goes to so like a month ish later i start developing like these weird little itchies like think nothing of it i'm just like okay maybe it's some allergies or some shit like that think okay that's that's gonna be the end of it it's just it's me transitioning into spring then like another couple weeks pass and i start getting these little blisters and it was weird because they would itch periodically through the day, but never that bad. Then at night, it would just be fucking awful. It would be torture. So I go to my doctor and long story short, he finds that it's scabies, which for those of you who are not versed in what scabies are, scabies are microscopic mites that burrow, sorry, into your skin, lay their eggs. And the part that kills me about it and that my family and I laugh about to this day is 
he asks me like when like to establish that I have this. He says like, you know, do these, does it itch more at night? And I said, yep. And he was like, okay, that's because scabies are fucking nocturnal. Got some ointment for him. Never messed around with a dancer fresh out of a performance ever again. Okay, so a few years ago, I came back to Seattle for Christmas. When I would come home for Christmas back then, I would just get absolutely obliterated. Like it was, it's hard for me to remember a lot of those years, if we're being honest, but I was at the bar with my friends, obliterated, don't remember that much. All I know is that I got a booty call from this guy that I hooked up with every now and then for a few, like over the years. I basically make my way to his place. It was pouring rain is all I remember. So I'm walking there barefoot in the rain. This guy is walking up the street and he yells, he yells at me and he's like, hey. And I look up from my phone and as I'm looking up, he starts running towards me. And he like pushes me to the ground, grabs my phone and just keeps running. So then I am phoneless. It's raining, I'm crying. I'm like kind of hysterical at this point. I'm trying to find a way to get into his apartment because I don't have my fucking phone and I don't really remember which apartment or which floor it is. Can't buzz in. And I remembered all of a sudden that there was some back stairs, like some, the fire escape, the, the fire escape stairs that have doors that get you into every every floor. So. I climb, like I climb up the back stairs. I'm banging on a hallway door, which I think is his hallway, only to hear a door open below me and someone call my name. Someone, he's like, Morgan? So I'm on the wrong fucking floor, banging on the door, yelling his name. So I basically fall down the stairs and then I'm trying to explain to him that I was mugged, shoeless. He was equally as obliterated and I think he just seriously had trouble believing it. Like he just kept just looking at me like I was insane. He was like, we will go find your phone tomorrow. Like someone will call the bar. I'm sure that you like no one stole it. Like it's definitely still there. And I was like, you don't fucking understand. Like I just got mugged. And yeah, that's all I really remember after that. Um, I, I think his friend was there too. And his friend, similarly to him, simply wouldn't listen. They were convinced that I had just left my fucking phone at the bar because was hysterical back then. So yeah, that's my wild story. Never got it back, obviously. It was the year I lost like 12 phones. <laughs> Bye.